am Danny Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com and your host for this podcast. And I'm Blake Hickman, social media manager. I'm Jared. Uh, I don't know what I do still. Content manager. Content manager is what I do. That's the things I do. We also have our special guest, Mr. Ken Murphy. Welcome back to the show, Ken. Thank you. I'm the only one who clapped. You all suck. I'll remember that later. I I gave him a (laughs) woo-hoo. Um, tonight, we are going to be talking about Venom 2. We went with a bunch of our fans. Uh, we gave away free tickets. If you didn't get any, catch us next time. We'll be doing free ticket giveaway for the Eternals. Also, um, with our ticket giveaway for the Eternals, we will also be giving the chance for someone to join us here in the studio for the live stream of Comically Inclined. That's a really good idea. Thank you, Jared, because it was yours. Um, we're also going to be talking about What If Episode 9. Um, it's the season finale, or se- season finale of What If. It was a, an action-packed episode, to say the least. Um, Titans Episode 10, uh, not as action-packed, or nearly as good. Um, also, with us tonight for Musically Inclined, we have Logan Chapman. Oh, look at that. Everybody followed me. Um we uh, we didn't show him on camera, but you'll see him in a minute. Um, we're also going to be talking about CapeCon 2021. It was an amazing con, so we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and our top five uh, overrated superheroes. I'm so, ready for that. Yeah, it's. I think that's going to be a really fun list. It's also going to be surprising what everybody thinks is overrated. Um, well, I know is overrated. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can all guess what at least one of yours is, Blake. They're all five the same person, just different <laughs> versions. Um, we also have our new segment, Are You Done?, which will be premiering after the top five list. What were you pointing at? I need you all to scoot closer together. Oh. I need you to act like you like each other. This is good. This is, there's enough of me on the camera. So close that we, <laughs> Where did I put my drink? I think you're the same person. Don't get that. There it is. Oh, okay. okay, Venom right, 2, Let There Be Carnage. We went with, uh, we gave away six free passes to come see Let There Be Carnage with us. Um, Jared was very upset at the outset of the movie because um, uh, yes, because Marcus Theaters has something about there being a chef working at the theater. No, I agree. And that is a cr- creepy commercial. It, yeah, the whole thing's creepy, but the, the lack of respect for chefs in today's culture. Like, you think anybody that puts no, on a chef so, coat is a chef. It's ridiculous. Well, hold I mean, on. So, Heather, there's a, a vacant gold uh, connector there. And know, one of those is his headphone jack. Well, here's the Culinary thing. Why? 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 Hold on, hold on. Wait, do you have I, audio? I, hold on. Uh, no, I can still not hear. Try the other one. So, so the general thing of the last few years, and this has nothing to do with comics, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a slight rant. Live? Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Now. People, can, I can now hear my voice, which Perfect. makes me very happy. Which is what you live for. Oh my god, every day. Um, <laughs> no, so there's a lot of people that get called chefs now because chef is a title, both as somebody who is earned from schooling and somebody from the school of hard knocks, but chefs are so much more than just the person that sticks the pizza in the oven. You know that those are what we call cooks, but everybody that wears a chef hat now or a chef uh, coat is considered to be a chef. And that's not true. I also yeah. have uh, uh, multiple culinary degrees. So that's where I'm fair enough. Well, so why is the chef wearing the same stuff? Same clothing as a door greeter. They're yeah. very, they're quasi similar, but yeah, it's a. Uh... Um, we also have our fact checker and human resources specialist <laughs> Ben in the comments. Hi Ben. Um, hi Ben. Sorry, he lost his assistant. Yeah. Wait, no. We gave, st- I'm we still... gave Jared a real job. I'm still <laughs> the assistant to the fact checker. Yeah. In my no. spare time. Um. So anyway, Venom Two: Let There Be Carnage. Yep. Um. I personally feel like this was a big improvement over the first. Uh, Venom movie, um, yeah, I, in, yeah, 
Yeah. Cool. Well, to to speak to your point, the um, I think the Venom um, Eddie relationship has evolved. Oh, yeah. um, I think that it was a lot more fun this time around, seeing them as more of a a couple with problems than just an alien invading somebody's body. Sure. Venom has grown as a person. Right. Um, we've learned that he's gotten accustomed to life on Earth, and yep. and uh, his friends. He's got his things. Yeah, not, he loves chickens. Not a quite accustomed to those, but. What's that? It's not chickens. Yeah. Well, he loves the chickens um, and refuses to eat them. Yeah. And <laughs> Eddie and Cher. Them. Yeah, Sonny <laughs> and Cher. spoilers, man. Um, I will say, while Carnage, I think Carnage was fun, I don't feel like they did a good job of making him the comic book page Carnage. No. He wasn't nearly crazy enough for me, and the whole love angle with him and Shriek bothered me. Um, Shriek in, is a... A symbiote in her own right in the comics, but in this she wasn't. She was a mutant, um, which I guess she didn't get pulled into the MCU. But uh, spoiler alert! But I guess what? she didn't get pulled into the yeah. MCU. But did, they she, didn't say specifically she was a mutant, right? How did they classify? Well, I mean, her? she's a mutant. She came with a power of. I mean, yeah, so they said that her her powers were getting stronger the older she got. Right. Is okay. what they said. But they never specific. Obviously, they didn't specifically say mutant or no. say some version. Because in the prime or the the sacred timeline, they're, they were called Enhanced, not Mutants with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Get a little closer to your mic. Right. But that was Perfect. only because they hadn't bought out Fox yet. Well, that's what I'm saying is because if they were to continue that, that was part of what allowed us to know they were in their own universe. Because they didn't say Mutant. They didn't say Enhanced. They didn't say anything else other than she had powers. And there was... Right. I, I think it was just strongly intimated that she may be a mutant. They didn't really give much more explanation. Sure. And and the thing with mutants is if you don't know how you got your powers, you're technically a mutant. That's the 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 Marvel definition of mutants. If you have an explanation or you experience something that caused you to have your powers, you're not a mutant. But if they just came on you and you have no explanation for them, then you're a mutant. Probably big difference between mutants and inhumans, right? Didn't most all of it have their own did how did they have well I don't want to get on that tangent. How did inhumans get before the Terrigen Mist or were they all exposed to it? Because I know there was like the massive event where they put Terrigen Mist all throughout the the earth and then they caused a lot of new in, inhumans but So very old. similar to the uh the Eternals. Sure. The uh the Inhumans were exposed to the Terrigen Mists because of the Kree. The Kree came to Earth and they exposed them to the the Terrigen Mists in an attempt to make, um, in an attempt to make people like human people that would be as strong uh, as and similar to the Kree. Sure. And then they basically just made a different subset of mutants. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, so the Eternals they get there they were. They're normal humans who were picked up by the Celestials, the Inhumans, normal humans, um, subjected to the Terrigen Mist by the Kree. Cool. Yeah. That was a long way home, man. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad I was here for that. I like nerdiness. Um, yeah. And we're not going to get the Inhumans in the MCU anytime soon. So uh, After that crappy TV show. Right. Which Let's I've... Just save them. <laughs> Let's save them for a while. I've still never seen the show. It's. I've never watched it. It's not it. worth watching. It, I mean, it is a it's pure awful. example of when you don't have the right people, you know, fact checking and doing the things they're supposed to be doing. You just have that. So they didn't have a Ben Stewart. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, you, you I, need a fact checker in your life. I, I do agree with you about Venom too. Like it, I think there was a huge lull in the middle, and 
the love angle was kind of strange because it, it really only played to the fact that like you got reminded that the symbiotes had a weakness to sound you know and i don't feel like she really did anything else other than that which i would have liked to have seen it i keep i keep li- i'm so used to you being so like easier to right. switch over and look at you man this is i really like this new setup because <laughs> yeah. i can't look at you anymore is yeah. that what it is so heather on the mixer right underneath um the cables for mike three and four there's a little black knob if you will turn that to the right just a little bit you got it i believe in you so much get it no, get go it. the other way no oh she recovered nicely she's getting it she's turning currently oh yeah so that's the gain so when people are too far away from their mics you just turn that and it'll pick them up he means when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Jared's so, like, I'm yeah, right. I won't look mic. at Blake anymore. Blake, the, you're dead the, to me. The big thing, and this is you're not supposed to be sharing this. This is very similar to Sleepaway Camp. Whenever it hit theaters, there was a secret you weren't supposed to tell anybody. Wait, what's um, the secret? Huh? What's the secret of Sleepaway Camp? I can't tell you. Exactly. Have that's you not seen not Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, I just was well, testing you. That's fine, but we're going to blow the doors off of this for Venom 2. So spoiler uh, alert, if you don't know what happens at the end of Venom 2... Take a hike. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> and, then cut, and, then, and then come back. And then, yeah. yeah. So for three minutes, the post credit scene to Venom Two, um, best Venom, part of the movie. Yeah. Huh? The, best part of the movie. Yes. I've been told that even if you don't like the movie, that you still need to go see the post credit scene. <laughs> I feel like if I just tell it to you, you don't need to pay for the ticket, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> Venom gets pulled into the MCU, and I love the little callback glitch that they do, like into the Spider Verse. I, I really love that because it yeah, glitched it was, just like the spider. Into the it spider was very similar. Well, Sony so, owns the rights to that, so right? They could right. Use it. I'm yeah. glad they kind of gave a nod to that because I feel like that. I feel like that was a nod to that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, I I said this when we were at Comic Con, but it, I feel like the general feeling I have for that post credit scene is like Marvel was just like gave into pressure, or to Sony just gave into pressure, and they're like, "Fuck it, they can have Venom. He's in the MCU." <laughs> well, honestly, that's what they need to do with. He came with a price tag. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yes. I'm sure. Sony got paid. So I don't usually... I mean, that's different than... Okay. Just just the way the scene played out, just the the way that it was very much like an afterthought to the movie. Like, they didn't plan this huge, awesome scene. They just had pre-existing footage of Spider-Man and J. Jonah Jameson that they put on a TV screen. Venom licks the screen and says, Oh, I like him. And that shows you that they're in the MCU. Well, I feel like, you know, Sony probably pre-screened their movie after they got done with it. And I was like, ah... Venom got killed off quickly. Ah, this movie is short. Yeah, we need to do something to save this. Post-credit scene, Marvel. Here we go. Yeah. I I, I mean, I kind of taken the other side of the street on this one. I think they've known for a while that this was going to be a thing. Because why would they have thrown it into No Way Home? I don't think Venom is going to be in No Way Home. But they kind of alluded to, hey, this is happening before No Way Home. This is a, uh, you know, this is not a small event. They had to have been like, yeah, we know what's going on. But I think Venom will be at least in the post credit scene of No Way Home. If that's if if he's not in No Way Home, I feel like he'll be in the post credit scene. Well, everybody relooking at what we thought was the lizard in the trailer, and it looks very. I'm definitely no. leaning more towards Venom now. But, I, I do. I am too. For real. What? How do you expect Venom's going to make that transition? Because is he going to be part of Sinister Six, or is he going to be just kind of a you know? Um, well, I mean, th- 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 think about it though. I mean, like that's how all the other villains are going to be brought into, so I mean, it's very believable. Sure, but they all have vindictive things towards Spider-Man. Like Venom just licked a TV screen, you know. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have anything against. But him right now. with him having that, what eighty billion years of 
alien knowledge or whatever, you know. I mean, he might have been able to, I don't know, He, his mind may somehow know of, it might be related with other symbiotes in other universes, and he knows, not maybe not Peter Parker, but Spider-Man in the suit, and he just recognizes that suit and knows that there's something about, about them he don't like. Yeah, Ben saying he did say it was Venom the first time we watched the trailer, and he actually did. And and I remember being like, "No, it's this is they're not going to do that." And that's why he's it's, a fact checker. This is yeah. this is the Oprah thing all over again. You just I showed you assholes. <laughs> I showed you. Um, well, it could have been that could have been any white kid. Like we don't know. <laughs> you said and the rest of my family. Any Danny white literally kid pointed plus the rest to of a, my family. A kid and he goes, "Yeah, that was me." And then we're like, "Okay, I guess so." Did you know that Danny <laughs> no. was on Oprah? We don't. We didn't either. Yeah. My whole family was. It's we're not getting into this again. That was last week. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I do love that this time around we get a well-lit combat scene between two symbiotes. Finally. Vast improvement over the first one yeah. where it was just two CGI blurry images smacking into each other. And we all know like why, Because there ain't cahoots with Marvel now. Well, I they, mean, that's they wanted to put some actual money into Marvel's it. Marvel's like, oh, yeah. we're not about to put our name in this with that kind of quality. <laughs> sure. So shit's got to change. Yeah. Exactly, and 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 I'm glad for it. I and I'm seeing a lot of complaints about Venom about this movie in particular, and I I just want to say that like when we look at like Sony's previous attempts, when we look at Fox's previous attempts at their own cinematic universes, at their own um, Marvel properties, they commit a lot of sins, and this movie has skewed a lot of those. And we've learned from watching the DCEU and from watching Fox's late attempts before they got bought out, that they weren't learning any lessons, even with a decade of MCU movies to learn from. Sure. But Sony seems to have either given Marvel control over this movie to make it better, or they learned some lessons, and they're and it's probably because they're working with Marvel. So while this isn't the finest Marvel property movie that I've seen, no. um, it definitely suffers in some very serious places. Um most prominently the relationship between Carnage and Shriek. Um, I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. I just, my biggest thing is I feel like it's too short and I feel like Carnage got killed off just too easily. I really do. I agree with that. That's, that's my two only points. Other than that, I mean, I have no complaints about the rest of it. In the comics, Carnage is like Ultron, man. He right. just never goes away. They've sure. killed him. They've destroyed him. They've set him on fire. They've done literally everything they can to get rid of Carnage, and he always comes back. Right. I just feel like it was really quick and really easy. Yeah. I can agree with that. That was That's what she said. <laughs> you, you'll have that. One every three weeks, you said. I can do that joke one every three weeks. Yeah. That's true. I did say that. I turn in, I'll turn in my coupon. <laughs> so the, here's where I talk to myself. Actually, no, Ken has been watching Titans. So Titans, uh, Ken, do you want to give any opinions on this Venom thing? I know uh, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, I, I agree <laughs> that Marvel is becoming more and more a partner, a, a true partner uh, with Sony on these films. I don't think it'll really work moving forward any other way, or it'll certainly work best if they let that happen more and more with the Spider-Verse properties, and I think it's just a win-win for us fans. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, first one was okay. First one was a, you know, a solid B-ish. Yeah. So if this yeah. one's better, then I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Titans, season three, well underway. It's about halfway through the season. Um, episode 10 just dropped. Um, spoilers. Uh, Donna Troy is back in the land of the living. Um, she is on her way to Gotham. They're really... 
I really thought they were wrapping up this whole storyline with Scarecrow, but it seems to still be going. Um, for some reason, Jason Todd, despite not being on drugs anymore, not having any issues, finally having a chance to get away from the Scarecrow, he's back with the Scarecrow. And I don't get it. Like, they were, it really seemed like they were setting him up for like a redemption arc. Like, turns out he was being drugged the whole time and he was not doing anything by his own choice. He wasn't in his right mind. Well, now he's none of those things and he's still choosing to work with the Scarecrow anyway. Um, Scarecrow makes his way into the Batcave. Okay. And he gets a Scarecrow mask back. So apparently we're going to see that in the next episode, um, which finally, honestly. Although he's been doing a decent job as Scarecrow, but Jonathan Crane is this kind of like peace-loving, weed-smoking hippie who still wants to make everybody scared of him doesn't exactly work. Um, the character's been fun. Starfire accidentally gave all of her powers to Blackfire. We'll see how that turns out. Huh? Accidentally? Yeah, she was hurt. She was trying to <laughs> heal her, and instead what? of just healing her with her powers, she transferred all of her powers into her. That hey, happens. for what it does count... I have watched two episodes since the last. See? Uh, See? Wow, you're season really ago. catching up. Yeah. Yeah, I am one. Working. I'm in the last episode of season two right now. Okay, so. nice, 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 nice. I've not watched any of it. Not the, <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. Uh, there's so much Marvel stuff to watch. I so can watch DC that's my too. rough catch up on uh, Titans. When um, Alan is over, season three's <laughs> been all right. Season three's um, been all right. Yeah, it's been all right. Brandon Thwaites is still the star of the show. He's still the best character. He is? Brennan. Brendan Thwaites? Brenton. Brenton Thwaites. He's, he's an Australian. Australian. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. All the best actors come from Australia. Hey, yeah. It, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Titans Hugh Jackman. are on uh, uh, Christian Bale. Yep. The DC. Christian Bale's not from Australia. He's uh, British, isn't he? Yeah. He's um, he's from... <laughs> but you get Liam and Chris Hemsworth. That's true. The Hemsworth triplets. Oh, um, there's so a they're so one. cool. There's a, oh, there's a third one. Yeah, I thought maybe I they were so awesome. He's like, not as good looking as the other two. So right, like the he really is. Prime, isn't. yeah, specimen right there. Telling yeah, the Hemsworth. But he's from Europe. They actually. got it. Kind of they genetics. got it. Perfect. Kind of genetics is going on over in that house. Yeah, I'm, glad I'm not the one that had to make inaudible noises for uh, attractive men tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else can show. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, was got it me. last? It was last week. Uh, literally Except, just said Hugh Jackman, and on the other side of the table, he goes, Ugh. No, 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 no. It was not. It was like 80% of that. Not all that. It was just most of that. So what if episode nine? Thank you, The season's over. Um, ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger. God, we got the Guardians of the Universe. Multiverse. multiverse. Guardians of the Multiverse. Yes. Such Thank a you. cool name. Like, it is. Ah. Well, he's like, I'm going to call you or what Guardians of. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, oh, that, that <laughs> uh -huh. works. The, the Watcher recruiting people from the multiverse was probably one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. Like, he's just pulling people out in the middle of fights <laughs> going, hey, I choose you, man. Like, ah. Good that was stuff. cool. Yeah, good yeah, it was stuff. fantastic. A lot of the cues on that were so good, and a lot of the um, the Easter eggs sure. that they put in with that. We we were talking about this a while ago, but the Gamora and Tony Stark scene, right. where he pulls them out of uh, what were they on? Uh, uh, what's the name of that? Nowhere. The forge. Oh, Not nowhere. Uh, Nivellier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nivellier. Yeah. They were on Nivellier. Um, <laughs> they were on Nivellier. They were melting down the Infinity Gauntlet because apparently in their universe they had ground all the Infinity Stones up and destroyed them, uh, defeated Thanos, and Gamora had taken Thanos' armor, armor as her own. Um, Which, how cool was that? 
Apparently, there's a whole episode. Yeah. Of of where this we'll happens. Out, I feel really season. bad that we missed that episode. I hope it comes out at some point. I hope well, it's a season we two episode COVID for that. Yeah. So that was the whole reason. It'll be weird though to put it in season two now because it'll be before yeah. the end of season one. I bet they release it at some point. <clears throat> They'll, they'll do a flashback or a prequel or something like that. Maybe as like a extra scene on a DVD. I mean, or something. you always have to have a good flashback in a season, right? Yeah. It's true. But yeah. evil, evil Doctor Strange was probably no? huh? Did you say no? No. Oh, I just said no. That right then. <laughs> I don't know. Evil, evil, evil Doctor Strange. Strange was the most badass person yeah. in that entire thing. Like he gave everybody super sweet magic armor. Then he just was going toe to toe with Ultron. Like, whew. <laughs> I want to see evil Doctor Strange in the MCU. I, I do too. Yeah, he, he, he made me the most uncomfortable. I think of all. Sure. Yeah. But uh, cool. Yeah, because at the end, like he turned into that nice demon creature with all the. Uh, yeah, big... he, he really redeemed himself. I he mean, really yeah. unleashed the Shumagorath on everybody. Yeah. Would you see a look on uh, Captain Carter's face when he came by her with all the tentacles? Going, yeah. <laughs> Well, she'd seen the tentacle monster before. Right, that's right. why. That's, that's why was I that made the that same, statement. That's the same monster? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that I was a through line yeah. through the first couple of episodes. That monster showed up over and over again. Really? <clears throat> and Gosh. the theory behind that is that Shumagorath is going to be one of the villains in uh, yep. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Sure. And so they're introducing him alternatively yep. in the alternate timelines. Just so you can kind of get used to the idea of him before you see him on yeah, they're screen. They're saying Captain Carter's going to show a, a short appearance in Multiverse of Madness. And you may get what you want with that uh, Doctor Strange you like so much. That's true. I, I, people are asking how how is that he makes this willy nilly uh, weird decision with uh, Peter Parker so frivolously. You know, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I just I I think that's not Doctor Strange. That's in, what I'm saying. In, I don't either. No it's so like, not like yeah, him. I mean, it really is not like I, his character. And I don't I, I don't complain a lot. I don't pick apart a lot. Uh, try just to enjoy what I'm seeing. Sure. But that doesn't work for me just yet until I see it. And I feel like they wouldn't have showed that as much if they didn't want you to think like if you know they wouldn't have just showed you random stuff that he was kind of acting differently without giving you a reason. And, and what if that's it? Strange Supreme and he put. Are strange mm-hmm. into like an interdimensional yeah. prison, Pocket prison. Dimension, like he like, did Ultron. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The ending of that was so crazy. You had uh, Killmonger in an Ultron armor fighting against uh, Zoloff uh, in the also Ultron armor. Say Zoloff. What's his Z- name? What's Zola. His name? Zola. 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 <laughs> Ask your doctor if Zoloff is right for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking a mixture of what's, Olaf what from. Yeah, from yeah, that, I thought. I thought it's Arnim Zola. Doctor Arnim Zola. He didn't go to evil doctor school for eight years to be called Arnim Zola. But I don't know if that is Strange Supreme because you know the, the only way to you know that what if made you know that there are bad guys putting dark rings under their eyes and he didn't have none right. in that trailer. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. His complexion. That was a joke. Clear. No, I, I agree with that whole theory. I think I think something similar. Something up. I I still hope it's Mephisto, but you know. Oh, I would rather be Mephisto. Yeah. I hope I I'm hoping we'll see him. I'm hoping that I'm that's still what that riding that train is. ever since WandaVision. But here's the problem I have with that. I don't see Wong just dipping out through another portal if Mephisto is literally hanging out in the sanctum. Well, you know, maybe him and Abomination's newfound friendships got him blinded. Maybe they're on a buddy trip together. Yeah. I mean they're broing it up, you know. Maybe they fell in love. Can you imagine they would be so so underhanded as to fix a fight. Ugh. 
I know. It wasn't even a true spirit of competition. I know. Not the true spirit of competition. Yeah. Guys you know, are doing it. These guys are working a fight. I did not expect. That's one thing that did shock me in Shang-Chi was I did not expect that to be a fixed fight. What the I heck? really didn't. What the but heck? then the, but that I mean, just makes your wheel start turning more, you know. It was, yeah. I mean. We, we all know Abomination is an upstart citizen, you know. He's right. never done anything wrong. I think I think uh, he was uh, driving that train. I think he was the fix was in from. Uh, oh yeah. From all. I like what Ben said. I, I love that part where the watcher's like, "Not you, Stark." That that is pretty great. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fantastic. But yep, good stuff. What a, what a great way to end the first season of it. Like <clears throat> the watcher has a change of heart. He's like, "Now I'm not just gonna watch. Like I." I'm going to defend the the multiverse if I need to. Also, Danny, not has to that, mi- has that taken place in in our wonderful uh, MCU timeline comics. Oh, was the, that where the Watcher has gotten involved? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's taken and place he in the comics. B- uh, banished. He's never he's never fought though. Which, no, when he did with I don't Ultron, think that's the I don't think he's had a knockdown yeah, drag they, out they like he did. It up pretty in good. Episode. Yeah, but yeah, and in all the decades I can remember, uh, boy, he they kept it pretty. Yeah, he was just at the distance. Uh, we do have to say this is the first episode we've seen of the whole What If series where Tony Stark did not die. Yeah, Tony Stark true. has died throughout the whole season oh, except geez. for that last. That's his only appearance on screen yeah. in What If, where he wasn't killed. You know, and the guy that's playing the voice character for him, I know it doesn't sound like Robert Downey Jr., but he does a phenomenal job to sounding close like Robert Downey sure. Jr. It, it is very that, similar. That's a distinct voice. I mean, sure. to try to you know mimic. Mm-hmm. Only person who probably do that would be Scott Ennis and. Oh man, Scott Innes. Yeah, and this that guy. We'll that man talk is about that full of surprise Comic Con coverage. And this uh, this finale for what if this is the last time Chadwick Boseman did anything with Black Panther? Oh, so babe, this we was have to the, talk about that. I think you know for just a second because this is he literally through all this you know was doing Endgame, was doing Infinity yeah, War, was doing subject. what if like you know what a what a trooper to continue on for the fans, even though he's going through his own stuff. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Absolutely. So. Chadwick Boseman is a hero. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, that's, that's seriously hit still him being to uh, him being T'Challa is seriously my favorite episode of the whole season. Oh, and what was the second one? St- second yeah. It's still one. my yeah. favorite episode too. It's I mean, it's so fun. much like my sister's bought me a, what if uh Funko pop the other day of nice. star Lord T'Challa. Star- I can't say it. Can't talk. Star Lord T'Challa. T'Challa. Yeah. You did it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I would love to see that. I know we can't now, but in a live action. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bring it back up. I did not expect Peter Quill though to be nothing. Right. Still, we we revisited. And well, he wasn't using any powers with Ego there, right? Right. So Ego was basically just draining the power out of him. Yeah. It didn't. The it life didn't work like we know from Guardians too that he needs to embrace the power first before that whole thing works but it right. didn't seem that that was the case this time so right. i was confused as to how ego's plan to overtake earth was working uh, it's what if you know that's true um so <laughs> what are you gonna do before we dip into comic-con 2021 uh our musical guest logan chapman is here and we would like to give him an opportunity to play you guys a little bit of music got the voice of an angel I want to give a thank you to uh, all the guys over here at Comically Inclined for having me on their podcast. Uh, pleasure. Uh, so my name is Logan Chapman. I'm based out of here in Cape Girardeau. Uh, 
Pleasure being here once again. My name, or, uh, if you guys like what you hear, feel free to shoot me a like on Facebook. Uh, that's Logan Chapman Acoustic on Facebook. And then on Instagram, it's Logan Chapman Music. I'll play you guys a couple songs. Uh, this first song is an original. I wrote this song probably about three years ago or so. It's kind of an older one, but uh, proud to say I'm working with EXP Studios and uh, Hoppy Lane Productions over in Perryville. And the uh, song's going to be out as a single and uh, hopefully not too long. But anyway, it goes a little something like this. Sinks down 
something sound Thank you so much. So I'm excited for uh, Flatlands Music Fest coming up this Saturday. Uh, make sure you guys are all checking that out. That's going to be in uh, Saxon, I believe. So right on. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of really good local bands on the tickets. So This one's another original that I wrote. Uh, this one's kind of newer. I wrote this song probably about four months ago. <clears throat> uh, I was going through this phase where I was kind of going around and just kind of... Uh, playing shows to get the bills paid. I was like, oh, where can I go, you know, this next weekend and uh, go see what I can make. But uh, it almost felt kind of um, not very genuine uh, as far as like being a musician. I almost uh, had a sense of losing what it was that got me all, you know, into this. So I wrote this song out of it. This song's called Dizzy. But trying to pretend that all the time I spent trying to pay the rent just made me what I am. I'm drowning in the social media disease of substances and all the in-betweens without a crush lean was even worth the damn. And I woke at noon with an impending sense of doom and a voice. Said I'm not enough. But when the bills are paid and all the strings are frayed, I'll cross the street but won't look either way because I'm bulletproof. I'm doing what I love. So when you're gonna quit, cause I'm jumping at the pit, I feel like I'm losing control. If all that I am was just gone tomorrow, would I still feel the same? If all that I am was just something borrowed, would you still know my name? I'm dizzy from the blinding lights, the red, the blue, the left, the right. But if you're verified or if you make headlines, well, then your voice is heard. 24 years old with confidence to show his talent only grows when he's the undertone. He never seems to put his love in first. So what do I deserve? Cause I know it isn't her. If all that 
so much uh, if you like what you heard my facebook is logan chapman acoustic my instagram is logan chapman music thank you guys so much for having me all right logan chapman chapman we'll be back in a minute logan chapman, logan chapman. back um so after that amazing performance man he has got a voice right excellent i hate oh it, my god hate it so much for how yeah. talented he is that's what a, talk about a triple threat <clears throat> looks talent did he have red hair he does have red is hair ginger good well, for him <laughs> he's a ginger yeah oh yeah he's he's way up there um also He'll be at Flatlands Music Fest this Saturday. Blake, yep. you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Flatlands is uh, this Saturday at 1165 County Road 528, Sykeston, Missouri. From noon to midnight, we will have 14 bands playing nonstop. We have two <clears throat> stages going back and forth. We will have five food trucks there. We will have about eight public vendors. Uh, we will have a kids' area set up in the uh, rear of the uh, arena with uh, face paintings, games, bounce houses. We have a l whole line of merch tents for all the bands to buy all their albums, wow. T-shirts, anything that they want to sell. It's got their name on it. Uh, and we will have some flow artists there doing hoop shows during the day. When it gets dark, they are bringing on the flames. So uh, it's free admission uh, this year. Uh, we will take donations. We are uh, donating 50% charities to... Uh, Bulldog Pantry and Historic Downtown Soxton. So, and this is going to be an annual thing. So, this is going to be the yeah. first one. And well, we'll <clears throat> Jared and I will both be there. Yep. So, <coughs> Logan will be there. Alan and uh, Matt and uh, the rest of Blind Velvet, who were here last <laughs> week, will be there. Hey guys. Um, Ken's Ken's busy. No, actually, Ken's not busy. Okay. Uh, I am going to try my very best to make it. Okay. Yeah, wow. I, I, I was trying to give you an out, no, and I, you didn't and need I it. Staying, That's... I was staying quiet, but uh, no, I, I, I just uh, say, remember, uh, support local music, support local events. Let's support our communities and those who are playing music in our communities. Yep. Go out to Flatlands. Let me give you all the lineup real quick, and I'll let you all go back to the top five. Uh, we'll have Logan Chapman starting us off at 1235. Then we'll have Jason Heater, The Big Zip. 
Gentry Blue, Leo Seasons, Zach Robinson, Jamie Gooch and Friends, <coughs> The Final Pollution, The Fuzz Raps, Jared Yunt, Grand Opening, A Miracle, Blind Velvet, and Scott Haggard. So that's a that's a really great list. Uh, Jared Yunt is a friend of mine, actually, from Perryville. Um, so that'd be exciting to see him. It'd yeah. be a lot of fun. He's good. Maybe we can get him on here one night. <clears throat> we could. There's no reason why we couldn't. Right. Uh, I would love that, actually. If you're um, familiar with Gentry Blue, oh, man. amazing, yes. amazing, talented band, uh, an electric uh, violin player. Uh, oh, wow. Plays, plays rock music with an electric violin. She's spectacular. She's great. Yeah. She, has, she has a – her voice is so unique, too. Like, it's a mixture between Rush and, I don't know, like, it, it's just – it's phenomenal. Well, Blake, do you know what time it is now? Time for our top five. I think it is. <laughs> Top five. You nailed that. Yeah, that was really good. So we are doing top five overrated superheroes tonight. Now, out of all the lists we've done, I feel like this is going to be the most hotly contended list I we've think done. So, yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like we're going to hit a lot of people's favorite superheroes here, and uh, we're gonna, probably going to hurt some feelings. We're probably going to make some enemies. Um, yes. I'm definitely walking you all to your cars tonight. I don't want anything bad happening to I any of you. I appreciate that. Yeah, not a problem. Especially you, Ken. I think you're, I think, a, you're I, a darling, I, and I, think I, Ken I would take I wouldn't be able to live with myself if anything happened to you. <laughs> listen, Danny, listen. That, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Listen, before we start, if we had to fight, who do you think's gonna win? Obviously, I'm not winning. <laughs> I, I'm like to... collectively, the four of us yeah, at the table. Yeah, say we were put into a Mortal Kombat situation, <laughs> Danny, mano fought, a mano, and it was say it was like. I don't know, like, you know, me and Blake versus you and Ken, winners fought. Okay, oh, let's oh, say one-on-one. I know, I like this. I like where this is going. Let's, no let's rules, do. no nothing. <laughs> this is what... You know what? Actually, two-on-two, two, it's fine. So me and you yeah. versus these two. Oh. Dude, you... That's fine, because we're not overrated superheroes like y'all. Uh, okay. Might as well just fight with a refrigerator tied to your leg, man. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> I'm going to be an anchor as well. I, yeah. I know this. I'll Kim grab and I are jar. going to get ice cream, I'll and you guys grab a fight. jar of apple butter, throw it in the ground. Jared's down for Jared's gone, yeah, I'm it's good. me by myself yeah, against you. the two of you. I'm done. I, I, so what, I'm, what we're saying is, if y'all had to Mortal Kombat it up, y'all figure it out. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, after the first couple of punches, I'm going to look you dead in the eye, and I'm going to say, I can do this all day. Ugh. That's fine. So I'll much. say, bring it on, bub. I was going to say, show of hands if you think I'd win that fight, but I, it's fine. Who's going to win the uh, battle of the one-liners? I don't, the I don't need this. Catchphrases. <laughs> well, right, we all know in long run it's going to be Danny. I mean, okay. come on. Encyclopedia right there. Right, um, um, let's go with hey, our top five. But anyway, let's let's him, dip into this top five, time, gentlemen. I'm on your side. <laughs> so, as always, we'll start with our very special guest, uh, Mr. Ken Murphy. What is your number you five? My number five. Let's get hotly contested as well. Uh, I am. I'll say it all during this uh, uh, during this top five. Uh, I'm not a fan of redemption stories with supervillains. I'm just not a big fan of them across the board, and I find Harley Quinn aggravating and overrated. <laughs> so we have a rule here. Yeah. If you're the first one to say a character, anybody that follows is cheating off of you. So I'm pretty sure Blake cheated exactly. off of you. 
Yeah. Sorry, dude. I'm used to going first. Sorry, dude. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, in his defense, like you didn't have Harley Quinn at number five, so he, he gets so, dip Well, Ken, it was nice having you on the show tonight. What are your grievances with, uh, with the Joker's sidekick? I would I would have much rather her stayed a villain to a hero and and been jo- been been the, the female Joker and, and and all the dynamics uh, uh, from from that standpoint. Um, obnoxious, I, I find her obnoxious. Can I say obnoxious again? Yeah, I find her obnoxious. Which version? Uh, the comics version. I agree. The okay. Comics version. Yeah. No, I don't have too much bad to say about the uh, the film. Margot Robbie. No. Yeah. Margot Robbie fits She's the style solid. of what they're yeah. trying to no, do. Nothing. Absolutely nothing against yeah. Margot Robbie. She's tremendous. Hmm. Um, just the character as the character uh, comes from the comics, and uh, yeah, I, I, and you'll hear that again. So my theme across the board is going to be not big on redemption. Fair enough. Blake. All right. My uh, my number five actually is not Harley Quinn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's uh, Cyclops. Okay. Wow. I'm not saying I didn't think about it. I did briefly think about putting him on my list, actually. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, come on. I mean, they want to kind of make him like, you know, the squad leader of the X-Men. She's a whiny little bitch. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. How can a leader cry that much and be, have his head up that much of uh, a woman's butt? I mean, there, there's, you know, moderation is key. As You know, you, you can be in love with a woman. I'm putting and, them on my list. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Hold on, I hold mean, on a second. I need to write this information down. Go ahead. Yeah, take this advice, Jared. Uh, oh, you're currently single, aren't you? Right. Yeah. Or are you not? I'm... I'm never too far away from being single, man. That's, okay. It's usually just one wrong word or something, and I'm uh, back into it. Yeah, so. I don't know. It's just a little too much over the top with his infatuation with Gene Gray and how he reacts. And I, I don't know. He doesn't have, like, leadership-type skills, I don't feel like. Just because he's been around since he's a kid at Professor X at school doesn't make him, you know, guarantee. I mean, he should have that spot wow. as a leader. Uh I always say, and I've, I've said it a few times on here, that Cyclops is Superman with just one power. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> all he is. He should just kill himself. That's a really good, yeah. The yeah. only thing that makes Superman great is he has all the powers. If he it, had wait. only one, he'd just be a deep Right, guy. if it was just heat vision, yeah. like, he's Cyclops. Who's, fo- who's following his lead? Nobody. 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 If you really think about it, nobody. Yeah. Storm does her own thing. Correct. I mean, you know, he, he, you got yeah. Gambit and Rogue over here going to do their own They're thing. Even yeah, when Professor he was the X, head he's... of uh, school, it, he was co-heads with uh, Emma Frost. So, like, it wasn't even like he was yeah. the full full it's guy. He's not right. capable he's of Captain it. America with laser vision. He's yeah, but he's just not that good. He's like Listen, a not. He's not a great Captain value America Captain all America. day. Give, over. give me Captain America with a shield and Mjolnir and laser vision, and I'll give you all of my money right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll watch it a hundred times. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Jared, give us your number five. So my number five, I think, could arguably be one that you guys are all going to be against wholeheartedly and it's going to be a man with claws in his hands oh my god wolverine okay so let me let me let me lay it down i think wolverine is a fantastic hero in his own right but so often it's overlooked that all you really have to do is throw the man in the ocean or throw him into space and that's all you that's all you need like he's got plot armor almost as much as a few other characters i know are coming up on this list you know he is strong he does have animation for bones, but geez, Louise, could that guy get defeated so easily? And he kills a lot of folk, like oh yeah, for an X Men. 
So, but I'm calling he's overrated because in the pantheon of characters that people think are really powerful, I think people put him up against characters that the Hulk should punch him into space with one punch without any issues. Like plot armor at its finest. So that that's my number five, and I'm sticking to it. So it's time for our new segment. Are you <laughs> Call done Jerry, yet? get out. And, and I'm not pandering to you, but Jackman saves him. No, no, yeah, Jackman, yeah. Jack, oh, Jackman geez, pulls no, off. no. Jackman pulls him off. Oh, come on. No? No, he does. Jackman's yeah, yeah. No, 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 Jackman's he's amazing. He, he created the, the cinematic Wolverine we yeah, know yeah, as yeah. of today that's, that we love. Probably, you know, and we hold and put up on our mantle and we pray to every night and worship. But uh, Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that I dislike Wolverine. What I, he For me, he is a character that people put as an OP okay. character. Sure. But he can so easily be defeated. How? How so easily? Because, I mean, Uh-oh. listen, you get power-based characters that could pick him up or punch him as hard as they can. Uh-huh. That dude falls into an ocean. He he's regenerates. Not swim- he, yeah, he can regenerate and drown again. He's not swimming out. You ever seen Wolverine sit by the pool? No, because he's scared he's going to drown. That dude's 700. <laughs> that, it's listen, it's the, invinci- uh, that the uh, unbreakable heavy, problem. Heavy AF. He's going to drown. Mm-hmm. He's going to get thrown into space, and that guy's not coming back. You know, That's all that needs to happen. So if his lungs regenerate. They're, they're automatically, if they regenerate, they're not full of fluid anymore. So why does that not give him the time to go ahead and swim up? Also, I'm talking from a weight ratio. That he's I, got adamantium for bones. I do yeah, just want to say, but his muscles are able to carry that skeleton. And adamantium is not vibranium. It's heavy as... Yeah, but his muscles... How do you think he walks? How do you think he swims May I interject? Arms? No. Yes. May I, Wolverine has canonically been seen in the comics swimming. Many times. That's bullcrap. He can swim. Listen, he I'll believe a lot of things. The weight the comics, of his adamantium but Wolverine skeleton. swimming is that's here's the so thing. Stupid. His muscles are built to carry that skeleton. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to walk, punch. I mean, run. I I won't back down from it. I think he's one of the more easily defeatable characters. For so for all of that, for all of the things about Wolverine, and we're sure. definitely going to talk about this because it's my favorite superhero. But for all of the things about Wolverine that you just pointed <laughs> out, like. <clears throat> How often have you run into those problems in your life? I think he just wanted to piss us I off. I can't swim. That's why this. I stay out of the pool. I no, I'm, I'm saying. What do you mean problems? So so you're looking at Wolverine and the fact that he lives in this world where all these superpowered characters are. Thank you, Ben. But it is known, it or it's at least been talked about enough in comics, that the odds of you seeing a superhero are like maybe once in a lifetime, even if you live in New York. Sure. Like, it's just not that common. Like, you would see them swing by every once in a while, but it's not an average daily part of your life. So the amount of times Wolverine runs into these characters that he really needs to worry about that can punch him into space, that would throw him into water, that could defeat him that you're talking about. Sure. Usually either he's got someone with him who can help him with that or he thinks up a way out of it or he comes back for them later because Wolverine literally cannot die. So I will give you one thing. Ben helped me with this because I saw it in the comics. Magneto is the only thing you ever need to know. Magneto could not even try, and he could throw Wolverine into space. Okay. The fact so, that he doesn't is just pure plot armor. But you have to remember that he's only exploiting one part of Wolverine's anatomy. Sure. His adamantium bones. Yeah. Which but is he doesn't part. need those. He can come at Magneto bone clawed without adamantium, and Magneto couldn't do shit to him. Yep. And yeah, it's but- happened. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is in most of the comics, he is adamantium. Yeah, he's laden. absolutely adamantium so laced. You know, that's but what Magneto's, I'm talking about. Magneto's approach to that would be to manipulate the adamantium. Yeah. So he can continually crush Wolverine, take the adamantium out of his body. He's going to heal. 
He's going to come back from it. But all I'm saying is if Magneto's smart and it's real world, he's throwing that mofo into space, you know? Right. You don't come back from space. But just like the Hulk and Juggernaut, Wolverine doesn't need to breathe in space. <laughs> I love Ben's you know comics. Is overrated? Thank you, Ben. We are the same here. Let's, let's Omega continue. Red, Omega like Red is overrated. You oh, wow. No, here we go. Yeah. So I Ben's like number five. Ben's number – we're going to move on. I told I you it would be controversial. Comment. I didn't – I wasn't uh, pulling punches. <laughs> Crap. Ben's number five was Dark Side. He yep. said, "You know what? I'll just turn this so I can read the fucking thing." Um, Ben's number five is Dark Side. He's just so underwhelming always, and no one cares about the weak ass Omega Beams because they don't even kill you. Ben they just spoken. send you into they send you somewhere else. Right? <laughs> I'm not seeing Ben's call. He said, "I'm driving on my way there for your ass, Blake." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Darkseid's beams aren't even – they don't kill you. They send you to some sort of other So we didn't know anything. that until he did it to Batman, but they displace you in time. Sure. They don't actually kill so you're you. you're not actually dead. Right. Um, but, yeah, uh, Darkseid it's, – it's always hit or miss, and that's true with whoever's writing the character. Sure. Like, you could write Darkseid in a way that he would just be the end-all, be-all of villains, and you could write him in a way that you wouldn't. And I'm not going to make this argument for every single character on the list, but I am going to say that that's true for everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, when we saw the the what if episode where Hank Pym killed the entire team of Avengers, you have to realize that literally every character in the Marvel canon, the DC canon, could potentially be the biggest badass in the group just based on who's telling the story. Yeah, but yes, I can agree with the dark side being overrated. So my number five, uh, be a good name for a band, is the Sentry. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Oh, okay. All right. There was mo- so, motive for this. Jared's going to feel like I'm coming at him about this, um, but are. I'm not. I, I actually do think the Sentry is one of the most overrated characters in comics. I'm and not it's, even going to argue because I'm it's saying It's not based on his power set or his abilities. It's based on the way that they introduced a character into the comics that is so powerful that he's almost undefeatable. Like, nobody can hang with his shit. He can fight gods. He can beat anyone. Um, he can fight the Hulk until he turns back into Bruce Banner. Like, he literally outmatched the Hulk's strength and lasted longer. The problem with the Sentry is that once they wrote a character that strong, they literally couldn't put him into any stories where he was doing anything other than being the villain, which is why they turned him into this merged version of the Void and the Sentry and made him basically a foil for the rest of the Avengers and the Dark Avengers at the same time. But... I just uh, – my problem is with a character that's written so strongly that he just becomes boring because they can't even use him in their stories. I know someone like that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody argue the point because it's all going to be part of my argument later. Right? We'll yeah, just yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, man. That was really good. Yeah, Thank you, absolutely. Jared. I appreciate that. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Ken, you're number four. Yeah, you know, it occurred to me that I'm not sure that my characters are actually rated. Some To be, to be overrated – I see your number yeah, – your yeah. number – to be overrated, you have to be, you know, oh. Kind of popular. Yeah, yeah. So I think I just took characters that I thought were across the board. You know what? Hey, However you interpreted the list. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Every character you name yeah. may be special to, to somebody. Some, for sure. So. I, I've, I, so. <laughs> but you didn't pick the century. So I've never, I've, I've. <laughs> I've never been a, a fan. Black Canary, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. I don't know why. I almost don't know why she's lasted as long as she has. The relationship with Oliver Queen. Okay, sure, I get it. Some of us really dig that kind of thing over the years and decades and decades. Um, uh, the scream, the, the the martial arts, eh. 
not a black canary. Never got it. Never understood it. Wouldn't know why we would continue running stories with her. Unless some writers got some really cool angle that I have not followed, of course. Sure. No. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for Black Canary, especially with the, you know, she's been fighting with a lot of those upper tier villains. Like, she really can, she can fight good and she can scream really, really loud and hurt people. But other than that, in both comics and in, you know, the more recent animated stuff, like, that that power only really just knocks somebody down for a minute. It's not anything that sure. overwhelming. Just call her the Sony Shriek. If she was <laughs> if she was the lowest lane to, you know, that'd be fine with that. So the thing I have to say about that is um, Justice League Unlimited, um, I think they handled Black Canary very well. Actually, I also want to say I think Young Justice, she was handled really okay. well. Yeah, where Young she Justice, was the so. grizzled veteran coming in. Yep. She wasn't a new character. Sure. She'd been around the block for a while, and she'd found a way to use her... Sure. Natural martial arts abilities paired with the her canary cry, and she was kind of a hard ass, but she was teaching kids or, you know. Uh, tell me this: can she at least be like banshee and like fly nope. through the air with no. her sound? Uh-uh. And she's really? not. She's not more durable than the average, you know, no. human. She just has the cry. And she's good at. The, uh, See, that's fighting. the difference between you know DC and Marvel. Man, Marvel knew what to do with banshee. Yeah. Well, she's she's not even the only character with that power in DC. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there's several yeah. of them, yeah. Hmm. Um, but anyway, lazy Roddy. I think there. I misunderstood overrated. But anyway, go ahead. I liked it. No, <laughs> Blake, liked it. Yeah, hit, yeah. hit us with your number four. Uh, Batman. Oh. oh, my God. That hurts me. I knew that it was coming. That, you know, the me. fact that you would put Batman on your list. I no, I'm just kidding. Blake, I was going to put Batman on I, I just DC, woke up this morning, hate right and there. it just popped in my head. That's just DC Yeah, just, you know, I was like. He is the most overrated. Honestly, he's first one popped in my head. Almost made him number one. Like, uh-huh. no, nah, I, I know who my number one needs to be. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, Batman. I don't know. Come uh-huh. on. Dude has no powers. He, he's not even smart like Tony Stark. Tony Stark at least has armor that can fly. Uh-huh. This man is wearing a suit most of the time. I know he has an armored suit, so I, I know this. <laughs> but most of the time he don't. You know, and a dude takes way more of a beating and fights than what yeah. a natural human being yeah, should. Yeah, he should be dead about a thousand yeah. times, man. I yeah. mean... It, it, what I mean, come on, guys. Are, you know, Blake, uh, Blake, he does have a power. It's called plot armor. Literally, they write whatever, whatever. What do you, Batman needs to win a fight is in his utility belt. You know. What do you know about the comic book canon, Captain Mar- Captain America? Doesn't matter. Well, I'm just asking. What do you know about the comic book canon, Captain America? He's a soldier. Okay. He has else? no powers. Well, he's strong. Is that what you're talking about? I am talking about about the the, fact that Captain America's super soldier serum only made him peak physical human strength and ability. Nope, not peak. Do you think a peak human can jump as far as he does or lift a car? I said in the comics. In the comics. The MCU is different. He's way more powerful in the MCU than he is in okay. the comics. Okay, okay. He but he had the serum. Give Batman serum. He's off my list. He's been so there. no, he's Batman been doesn't there. need the serum. He trained there. himself. No, he needs it to peak physical no, human it. abilities. He's right there with Captain no. America with what he can do. He is. That's that's canon. They have actually fought before. They did. Yeah. Marvel vs. DC. Yeah, uh, Cap won that fight, but kind of at a well, weird little thing, right? Like I uh, Captain America won. I believe. God, I'm, ben, I don't want to get that? this wrong. I genuinely think it was I believe that Batman won that fight. I, no, it was hey, Captain, ben, Captain America won that fight. This. Batman drowned. Cap saved him. Yeah, they, see? That's there right. Just like you, you always win with America's ass. I'm just saying. You know, I, I don't think anybody here does not like the Batman character. I think the big thing is the fact that he 
is so often the winner of a fight or of a situation when, when there's just so many things you're like, dude, like, right. you know, dark side just punched you. Yeah. You should be I, dead. I, you know? I, I like, I'm, I, I like it. Batman, certain yeah, versions. I, I do, but like, I'm just saying, he's, over, he's it's overrated. Not like I'm like it the end all be all, but he's over whether Batman's cool or not. Right. Yeah. It's just I mean, one of my I favorite mean, Batman's characters. cool, you know, and he's, again, from a, from an argument on this particular topic of overrated, I Blake, I, I get you the nod. Thank you. I get you the nod. I was, yeah. I was dead against it at first. Yeah. But I hear you. Batman with prep is probably the most annoying thing and, to talk to fanboys about. Did, did yeah, that's what Ben said. said. Let's all just let that. Oh, did he say something about it? I love how he talked <laughs> it out, too. <laughs> I, I think Great it, minds, Ben. I think two decades ago it made a lot of sense to have that top conversation. Right. Sure. It, let's let it go. I get really annoyed with that for, and I think most people do too. I I don't know. I'm ready to go in fighting. Uh, I think that I hate that. Like, if Batman had time, he would prep and he'd win. But he rarely, more than any other superhero, I would say, um, even not having abilities, he rarely finds himself in a situation where he's defeated. First try, it usually comes to some sort of a draw, or he escapes. He uses his superior mental ability. Because Batman is a genius. He's the son of a very brilliant surgeon. I mean, surgeon. you say escaping. Let's say it what it is, running away. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. So, you know what? You know what? No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Guys, if you ever wanted to see rage in somebody's face, just look at Danny right now. That is about a second more, and Danny's going to start murdering somebody. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, Jared. So, my number four is far less controversial. This is more just my personal opinion. The character Daredevil. I think in overrated terms, he is somebody that given, given the appropriate villain, all you got to do is do a sonic blast and daredevil's just another guy they can't see or hear, you know? So like he, I feel like the way to beat daredevil is so much easier than what they portray it in the things. Like it, it almost reminds me of the scene of the boys whenever a uh, homelander is going to meet the, uh, the blind uh, superhero and he smacks him in the head and then he's, you know, he's like, now nah, you're just another blind guy. Uh, you know, not that blind people can't do things. That's not the point. I just, you know, being a superhero or a hero, somebody does something where he can't hear. That's his whole thing. He can't do anything well, else. Who's going to carry around something with them all the time to give a sonic blast? So, listen, not all villains are dumb. You know, right. all it takes is one person. Like, hey, let me get this out of my back pocket. Pull out this sonic blast mostly here since I'm facing Daredevil. Mostly, it's just about the plot armor of a situation to where you know he's got enhanced hearing so it's, it's got to be some downfalls to that you get right. the wrong person <clears throat> the wrong villain yeah then he's no longer a superhero anymore you know it's so hard not to just grab this like that i don't know why sing a song <laughs> sing a song from creed so that's my number four <laughs> you, the the straight up microphone you have the hardest time not just being like eddie vetter just like leaning on yeah, it for real. it's like <laughs> i've moved the hardest anyone like to get my mouth so. on the microphone he's got it yeah, yeah i'm getting uh desk stands for the microphones for next week uh, um, I agree with Ben. He's not as overrated as bogus ass Nightwing. Get out of <laughs> here! Oh my God! I don't, I don't agree Nightwing with that. alone. And I think I'll go back to, to a slight defense uh, of Daredevil. That you know, st- he, he is street level. He, he is street level hero. He's not designed or written or created to go up against maybe some of these upper echelon. Sure, and, yeah. With, 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 Mainly a Hell's Kitchen defender. For sure. Hundred yeah. percent and uh, friendly neighborhood Spider Man. The cool factor is all over me. So yeah. Well, cool. the the one thing with Daredevil is a lot of his man. You know yeah. that, right? A lot of times, 
Oh, Daredevil? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of – here's – and I'll defend it by just saying yeah. this. A lot of times when you see team-ups in the comics, you see you know characters in the background fighting, doing things, and there is a wide range of villains fighting a wide range of heroes. Sure. In that fight, when you're looking at the characters, you go, this person will be fine to this person could potentially get destroyed by somebody. Daredevil goes up against some villains that you're like, you should not be going up against those folk. But they just do it for, you know, that, you know, purposes of going, yeah, he can fight, he can do whatever. But well, Daredevil has character. reaction time that's fast enough to avoid bullets. Yeah, like Hi- heightened bullets. senses. I mean, overly heightened um, senses. Well, he, so, just, he just knows you're going to pull the tr- He knows when you're going to pull the trigger. Yeah. And he's learned that. From the heartbeat and jump, he's moving before he pulls the trigger. So you're talking about no matter how powerful a villain is, their muscles, and probably the bigger the villain, the louder their muscles are moving. He can hear it coming. So the idea that he he can't shut off his earballs. He knows when you're lying. He knows when I'm sleeping and he knows when I'm awake. All that. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, but, let's do, yeah, let's do. And we will have to walk let's everybody go back to out. Daredevil. We got to Ken doesn't throw a punch I later. Daredevil, <laughs> I genuinely didn't think Daredevil's going to be worse than Batman. I was like, Batman's the worst one on the list. Here's, but geez, here's what I want to say about Daredevil. Not, Batman yeah. was a tough one. I, I, I think like, I see a lot more comic book panels of Daredevil laying in a hospital bed than almost any other crushed. superhero. Sure, he just yeah. he is has been. Destroyed so many times and rebuilt because himself. Proper again. riding with Marvel. Batman would be if they had a r- oh proper God. riding. Okay. <laughs> so we're still on fans. Blake's number poke four. So Ben's number four is Goku <laughs> from Dragon Ball Z. Okay. He says countless times he's in a fight, he should lose, and the writers just make a new level. When Super Saiyan was supposed to be so strong and crazy to get, and then you randomly have this nerd just going Super Saiyan, godlike. <laughs> Going Super Saiyan God like it's normal, and then some thing called Alter Instinct to beat the hard-working Jiren. Whack. Um, that was very articulate. Yeah. I like that. I, tr- he I gets tried. Right to, he gets right to the point. <clears throat> so the Goku is like a Japanese analog for Superman as well. Right. Sure. So he's from another planet, crash-landed on Earth, uh, raised by a old farmer. Um, Has an S on his chest. Becomes... <laughs> Start, start, start to sound like it. Becomes Earth's greatest champion How hero. Creative. He's a reporter. Um, yeah. How original. And the most interesting thing about Goku is... God damn it, I can't talk. The most interesting thing about Goku is that he is always only looking for a good fight. If he comes up against somebody who's strong enough to give him a challenge, but he beats them, he sends them off to get stronger so he can fight them again whenever they're challenging. Why? He likes fighting. Why? He loves fighting. So he doesn't like fighting just for the greater good. He just likes to fight. Yeah, no, yeah. He literally just loves to fight. Almost never is once in the Dragon Ball comics is Goku fighting somebody, or the Dragon Ball anime, but also the comics is Dro- Goku fighting someone simply for the sake of saving the Earth or saving someone else. He's just like, "You're strong. I'll fight you." Hmm. That's his it's, whole where, motivation. Where, where is Goku on the D and D alignment chart? If you were going to say what chaotic he, good. Chaotic good? Okay. Yeah. I was he's, assuming he'd still be on the... Definitely chaotic I was, good. I was explaining to somebody about these overrated heroes, like or heroes in general, is they have to be either, you know, the on the very high side of uh, of good, or at least neutral good. They can't be chaotic good and be considered to be a full hero, because they're doing things for their own... They're fighting bad guys, but they're doing a lot of stuff for their own gain. So also, Ben makes a good point. Every time a Saiyan loses a fight, they get stronger. 
like in defeat they get stronger for the next fight which is something that they also did in invincible the viltrumites have the same ability oh wow every time they're beaten they come back stronger well, and if goku's always winning he should be getting pretty weak compared to all these people losing he always gets his ass kicked first then he wins uh, uh, a lot a lot convenient. like batman <laughs> all right what's yours danny my number four is namor namor the submariner the first mutant <laughs> king of atlantis um but he's first off rarely a hero he's he's one of the original marvel superheroes he what was the team he was on with captain america what do they call invaders. that invaders the invaders he was one of the original members of the invaders um but gold he star, gold star yeah, yeah star. were you just throwing me a bone or like my kid looks smart no i couldn't remember it i appreciate that I hate. I'm gonna stop everything. Full tilt boogie. That was a great pull. He deserves a gold star. Give it to him. I'll take it. Do we have the stars? Yeah. Oh, we do. I thought you were just with them. Yeah, oh, we're okay. Stars. No, 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 no. This is a thing. Speaking. Danny made the mistake of bringing it up. I think I like a couple Jared's, weeks ago. Jared's literally only here for the gold stars. I thought we were metaphorically speaking. That's funny. Nope, nope. Literal gold star, Ken. You'll see. Jared has one on his. Uh, well, that's actually that's Blake's actually gold star. No, 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 no. This was mine from the desk. This was mine for. The... <laughs> You're so angry right this, now. This is bad. Now you know how I felt about the whole Batman thing. You're right. Oh, give it back. I tore mine I off at Comic Con. I didn't want people going by like, what's a random right, star right. on there for? Sorry, I had to stop that f- for for Ken to get his prize. All right, p- please continue, Danny. <laughs> is it is it green screened? Yeah. Wait, is it? <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, that gold. But anyway, Namor rarely ever comes to the rescue of anyone. Um, he hates. The surface, surface world and everybody on it, um, almost always a villain. But also, he's like super strong, like Hulk level strong. Um, but every time he shows up, it's kind of a lame story. He talks a lot. He usually gets his ass kicked, and he goes back to the ocean. Like I'll come back next time, uh, surface world. Mm-hmm. But I can't really think of any comics that I and I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan. I'm not. I can't think of any comics that I read where I was just like, man, Namor is so cool. Can I feel like you <laughs> yeah. want to speak I'm to this? I'm dying. I'm dying. Uh, and I think I think I love Namor because of that early Fantastic Four, that first three years of the Marvel Universe, and he's got this thing, and he's he, uh, okay, doesn't play well today, but you know, he tried to abduct Sue and take her to Atlantis just because he yeah. wanted her. Uh, then the Fantastic Four had to beat him back, and, and he hates the Earthlings, the, the other surface dwellers, I should say. Uh, big fan of his. Think he's really powerful. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just more of a Marvel guy than I, I ever thought I was. Yeah. Well, we're I just know. we're just looking at the hype for him okay. showing up in the MCU, I, it, 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 and I, I don't get it. So I'm just want, I've so never I'm, been excited about. Well, Neymar. the MCU will that, teach but, you. Right. <laughs> you will that's true. Make, it, you're not wrong. Kevin <laughs> Feige will make you like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if you didn't like it before, contract, Papa Feige will make you like it. It don't matter if it's Namor or ah, someone else. The only thing he won't make you like is Captain Marvel. Be tough, wouldn't it? I wonder it who be. has Captain Marvel Namor. on their list. Still got some convincing to do. <laughs> a lot. I mean, she ain't dead yet, no. so we'll find out. <laughs> All right, who's next? Who's next? Ken, Ken, you're number three. All right, so I followed the same path of not necessarily following what the term overrated means, but I don't know why you would create the character, nor do I know why once you created the character, you would ever continue to use the character. I think Elongated Man is the... Who? The elongated uh, man. The elongated man. Yeah. So he's the most overrated because they ever because they used him. So if you ever use him as a writer or or a, a creator, 
you're 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 believing that he has some really cool, interesting value to the story. So therefore, I'm saying he's overrated because he was ever used once. Sure. That okay. I know that's harsh, but I I never got it from the time I was a kid till today. I don't get it. Simple and, and no reason to argue, right? Yeah, I have yeah. no. I, there's no reason so, to argue with that. I like the elongated man. Man, I think he's fun. He's funny. He's guy. almost always comic relief when sure. he shows up. Sure. Um, I never see him show up on the page, and I'm like, oh my god, elongated man's gonna kick somebody's ass today. <laughs> like that just never We're happens. All safe now. <laughs> he's very slapstick, and actually, I should have seen this coming because Ken does not like slapstick at all. Nope. It is not his thing. Not my thing. I, you, know you hate I the this? office. It's, I, I can't figure out if my son says, Dad, I'll, I'll hate the first 10 minutes and I'll like the next 10 minutes and the next 10 minutes will aggravate me and I'll leave going, I don't know if I love that or hate that stupid show. And mm. I've been there for 10 years. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm a big fan of The Tick. Yeah. And I came into Marvels and Legends one no. time. The show was about to premiere, the Ugh. one with Patrick Warburton. And I was like, Ken, are you excited about the new Tick show that's coming out? And he just looks at me. He's like, nah, I don't get into slapstick. And he like turns <laughs> around and goes back to like sliding comics into his sleeve. And I was like, man has his convictions. And cool. I, I'll just pick up my. I, 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 I won't even watch the Tick. I, I love the Tick. I, I, I won't. It's one of my favorite superheroes. I, so I, really? I need some respect. And, I, and I, I want to respect those who like the Tick. Right, right. I don't get it. I don't get it. I watched it on Fox as a kid, the cartoon. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But then when I seen the previews for the movie or the TV show, was it on? Uh, is it Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime? The yeah. newer one, yeah. Oh, I was like, I am, right. I, I'm not watching that. So that one stumbled a little at the beginning. They, the costume at the the pilot was really stupid. What? The second costume wasn't great, but that third costume was amazing. He was very much the tick on screen. There's three seasons. No, it was Episodes. two seasons. It oh. went two seasons, but they started out with one costume, and then it was like. If you've ever seen the 90s Captain America movie where it's just like a rubber suit yeah. on him, it looked like that. So they did that for the first one, first episode. And then in the second episode, he molted. And when he molted, he had a whole different costume. Um, and then for the season two, they had a really good costume um, that was uh, really like spot on tick. Um, so... I don't know. I love the Tick. He's one of my favorite characters. Cool. They they really it's a commentary on the comic book world and how kind of silly it can be. Sure, you know. Um, but I've always been a fan. Not that that was on anybody's list, so I don't know. I'm defending it. Blake, you're number three. So I do like the Fantastic Four, Ugh. but Mister Fantastic. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, what is wrong with you? Explain. All right, sir. no, no. Here's why. All right, yeah. I think I know he's super smart. Well, like one of the smartest is is yeah. he the smartest? He's, yeah. he's yes. in the pantheon of smart. Yeah, yeah. People. No, yeah. so I can give him that with the intellect. I can, but his powers. I mean, they're... it's funny that he said elongated man, and then you said Mister Fantastic. Yeah, I, it's the same powers. Like, like it's kind of lame. I mean, oh put his but mind they're aside. Not the same hero. They're not even in the it same. Is. Come on. I'm just saying, to me, it's just kind of lame. He can stretch really far. That's, that's, that's cool. Oops. But, I mean, all, I mean, almost always with Mr. Fantastic, it's you can kind of separate some people's smarts from their powers, but Mr. Fantastic, his intellect was almost his superpower more than his ability to. Yes. Because uh, that's how they got a lot, of, a lot of situations in the comics was Mr. Fantastic could think of something to solve the issue. And that was directly... Well, I said, that's, that's why I said set his mind to the side. Yeah. Sure. Other, other than that, I just oh, think he's kind of lame and overrated. Just the stretching ability, you yeah. think, is kind of lame. Yeah. Because, 
more so than the, the mutants, more so than Namor, more so than Nova. Ooh, that's a hard one. My most an, my most anticipated entrance into the MCU is the Fantastic Four. No, sure. Oh, I'm far, ready for it. By, like, there's nobody even in second place. Everybody would be in third place yep. after them. I honestly would say it really comes down to the writer, which is true for every character. Sure. I already said that. Right. Sure. But Reed can be such an interesting character. He's sure. When he's played as like a 1950s super scientist who's just so curious and he's also kind of a badass at the same time. Like um um what's the what's the character with like the deep V um Doctor A villain of who? No, no, he's a hero. Oh, it, he was a he was like a 1950s pulp comic character. It was um What a deep pool. Not sad. He's got a the gold, the bronze man, Doctor Savage. Yep, Doctor Savage. Thank you. Wow, gold star. Uh, this, that's two. Wait, wait, for, hold on, hold on, hold on. Murphy. Now, now you have more than I do, so I'm, I don't know about I'm that. I'm still kidding. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Nope. No, you don't know. This is this gold star system is very important. I'm kind of feeling myself tonight, to be honest. With you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. Nobody likes a braggart right, kid. Like <laughs> Just ha- have some class, man. Jeez. <laughs> like you've been here. Act yeah. like you've been here before. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm gonna do my. Ugh, zone. We get it. You have two gold stars. The, so the, Jared, that very like Doctor Savage, like 1950. He's sure. adventurer slash scientist <laughs> slash explorer. When Reed is portrayed that way, he's so interesting. But yeah. the rest of the time, he's just kind of lame. Now, to my bit, you know, I'm still getting educated on comics. So I'm mainly basing that off the cinematic yeah. versions of Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so not, far, he's not, not he's not been portrayed sure. very little well. A little bit of a miss. Yeah. A little bit of a miss. They have things, so. Ben's saying that his daughter is the most intelligent character in the Marvel gotcha. Universe. Ben's actual is, daughter? It starts with a V. Uh, or Mr. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, okay. So we know our... I got you. I, was I don't say, know. I got that one. Let me come up with a name real quick. Huh? Ben's daughter's name is... Like, yeah, I can't don't remember. It starts with a V. I know stars. that. And Doctor Doom is her godfather. Sure. And, like, loves her... It's Valeria. Mm. Valeria Richards. That's um, no gold star for that. I don't need him. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Jared, you're number three. So this is a character in which I don't think is a hero at all, all but the villain and the menace of all of his video games that he in. And he's a beloved character, and it is Mario from, from well, Mario's Mario a hero, for sure. Listen, wow. listen. This okay. guy, all just for, for a girl, goes through peaceful villages, kills... Kills people, jumps on his friends, uses his what should be his best friend Yoshi. He punches the kid, you know, to get to, to then ride him, and then he goes and steals money that other people have right, rightfully put in the air to save for you know a future. And he just you know he steals that stuff. All just all just for a woman. He does all these things. He That's is the good. villain of that story, one hundred percent. Wasn't he the guy in Donkey Kong? Yeah, he was yes. the villain in Donkey Kong. No, the the. Donkey Kong was a bad guy. The original Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong two yeah. that Mario's the villain. Donkey oh, yeah, Kong yeah. one, Mario's the hero. That. Yeah, I thought Donkey Kong was pretty in, rough. And in Donkey Mario Kong was just to do the right one, thing. you play as Mario, and yeah. Donkey Kong two, you play as Donkey Kong. That's listen, true. listen, Donkey Kong was just up in his attic having a having a good time, <laughs> listening to some music, and then Mario just comes jumping up, doing stuff. You know. I would throw barrels at a man too if he invaded my personal space. <laughs> so I'll, I'll argue with you guys for this. <laughs> well, he'd also he'd also kidnap his girlfriend. I'm at least thinking to go on the I fence, right? Like it's a good argument, yeah. right? Yeah. It is great. But in argue. my in my eyes, you know, he is killing some villains. But like, he, you know, he's jumping on people that are just literally going back and forth trying to figure out life. You know, 
would you like it if you were just walking back oh. and forth contemplating things and then an Italian plumber jumps on your head and makes you get all squishy? Riddle me that. No, no. Know? Wow. I don't know what this is uh, about, but Ben says, answer this that. question. Have you ever planted a seed and spent every waking moment watching it grow? That's what a lot of uh, parents did in Mario, and then only to see it just get destroyed. <laughs> as soon as it comes out of the pipe, man, it's just it's just trying to see some light, and then Mario just comes in and just goes, bam, with his little fireballs, setting forest fires and stuff. And he says, because that's Groot, and that's my number three. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about mine. I'll wow. piggyback off of it. I, I don't even know what to say about Mario being your most overrated classic, character. Classic he's not my most. He's my number three. I have two yeah, other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being one of your most overrated characters, um, I, I don't know that anybody's really like, Mario's fucking awesome, and I just want to be like Mario, and he's awesome, and he's such a hero, and he's such a badass. Like, I think everybody kind of gets that he's basically like Mickey Mouse. Like, he's, but he's fun. Got, but he's gotten a lot of play. He's gotten, what, maybe a TV show and a movie coming? and Yeah, and they are working. And 30 years of video games, so sure. overrated, right? Oh, yeah, Chris Pratt yeah, totally Mario. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I'm not talking right. about his sales. Well, what I'm talking well about played. is a series of things in which they're conveying that villainous behavior can be, you know, called being heroic, you know? <laughs> I don't think that petty theft and assault and, you know, murder, first-degree murder, because he, he knew he was jumping on those dudes, and being a dick <laughs> to your friends are things that people should, uh, you know, support. Fair so. enough, man. Uh, so I want Ben uh, explaining his number three. He says the MCU with Groot was the worst thing to happen. No one cares about a walking tree. I oh, love Groot. No. I literally fucking cried when Groot died in the end of the yeah, first movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I have yeah. Groot sitting on a boombox, baby Groot, on my dash I right now, twenty four seven on my truck. Listen, yeah. listen, Groot in the MCU is not Groot from the comics. He isn't. No, probably one of the strangest like switch over from like a character that is not that way to the Groot in the MCU. Like those are two completely different. The only thing that made me more mad was when they nerfed the crap out of Drax. Like Drax in the MCU is kind of a punk. Like he doesn't have anything. Like, like because in the comics, Drax was created to uh, to be somebody that could fight Thanos, right? Like that that was one of the storylines was he was actually genetically created to fight Thanos, yes. and that you know you ain't so, no jump when you get to that. Drax the Destroyer was a human construction worker who his family was killed by Thanos, and he was his soul was moved into the body of the Destroyer, which is when he became Drax the Destroyer. Huh. Um, and then he joined the Guardians of the Galaxy and wandered the galaxy trying to get revenge. Sure. I never knew that. But he was a lot more powerful in the comics. Yes, he's he very was. powerful. So, the thing you need to remember about the... She's reaching for it. She's reaching for it. The thing you need to remember about the original team of the Guardians of the Galaxy is they were the Space Avengers. That's all they were. Um, they had a version of every member of the Avengers, but a space version. Sure. And Drax was their Hulk. Yeah. That's that's huh. the Makes spot sense. that he filled on the team. So he needs to be Hulk-level strength, at least. Yeah. Um, which is where he should be in the comics. But, again, in the MCU, he isn't He isn't that strong. But, he's, again, he's yeah, He's just kind Groot, of stabby. I think I, think I diverted the conversation from Groot because I didn't want to see more people crying. Well, Ben upset, said, so. did you care about Groot before the MCU? And no. I can say that, yes, I did. Oh, wow. I, did. I can say no. I can say no. Like, Groot was definitely on my radar. He was a character that I felt very strongly that I enjoyed when he was on the page prior to seeing him in the MCU. Yeah. Eh. So I didn't really care about Guardians of the Galaxy to begin with in the comics. So. My number three is Hawkeye. 
both in the MCU and in the comics. Um, very similar to your Daredevil or your Batman argument. He's got no powers, and his only ability is that he's really good with a bow. Yeah. Right. Sure. <clears throat> but he is that. fighting at a level of cosmic danger yeah. alongside characters who are punching way above his weight. Sure. And there's well, no sure. reason why he's hanging with this group. Surviving. <laughs> yeah, and surviving and lasting as long oh, yeah, as he has. Maybe he's being you know, an asset. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. literally he's run into characters that could just touch him and his whole body would liquefy. But for some reason, he's just at a distance firing arrows at people and he's still yeah. around. I could I agree with that. I, I think yeah, that's I mean, what would happen to me if Hugh Jackman. You're, you're almost touch, getting man. universal uh, liquefy. Uh, agreement. That's, that's Thank interesting. You. Yeah, cool. I'm guys, glad I, that wasn't hotly contested. Guys, Ken, you're number two. So, so I'm going to get through my last character that should have been under the somewhat uh, somewhat worthless banner. And, and my number one, I promise you, is one that, in my opinion, not anyone else's, but my number one will be truly under the banner of overrated. So I feel like I'm getting there to something that makes sense. Number two, came come out of the Power Broker storyline, and someone thought it was a good idea to throw a character in Daredevil's original costume and call him D-Man. Good. <laughs> Horrible. D man. D man. Just it, it was around. It's still maybe. What was that short for? Demolition. Man. Yep. Oh, okay. And uh, and Wolverine's, what I it was. Wolverine's uh, mask. Mask. Yeah. Better, it, really? He was probably around what seemed like the better part of five <laughs> years running. Wow. And and became kind of a sidekickish teammate to, for Captain America. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just. D-man. Just awful on every level, and and he should have been a, a throwaway one one issue and done. Sure. And somehow he just manages to continue to kind of. I'm going to show this to you. It's just bad on every level, and it's nice to hit Marvel because I've been hitting them DC because I'm not like Blake over here just hammering. Yeah. <laughs> Blake uh, hates DC so yeah. much. So this this right here. Oh my god. Yeah. Get it. This is D Man. And, and like I said, oh wow! Huh? Gain some powers through the power broker. Story That's a line. capital D. And capital something, man. So right. and again, not worth not worth much discussion. So we sure, I think this. we're gonna. Yeah. Well, actually, I want to talk. I want to talk to this a little bit because because D Man has a weakness. You know, like Superman has his kryptonite, right? Sure. And uh, you know, Batman has his humanity, um, and Captain America gets old sometimes. Uh, D Man's weakness. Is that he has a heart condition? <laughs> and, I think I knew that. Yeah. I so when he gets into fights, like he literally is always struggling for, not for to fucking die heart of a heart attack. Is the number one killer yeah. right now. So. so, so when D Man gets into a fight and he uses his powers, it puts too much strain on his heart. So he always has to be really careful. Poor but guy. like, if a building falls on him and he's like trying to lift it, he's also trying not to die from a heart attack simultaneously. So, so, so D Man's just a, a guy that has high cholesterol. Yeah. Is, is awesome. So like after a few punches, he's like, hang on now. Right. Yeah. Right. No, he's like time out, time out. He, he's doing the old uh, uh, Chris Farley, where he's like, "I'm saving you." <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah, so D Man is it's one of those like, why did we even create this right. character? Right. Like, and what? put him in the worst costume. You could probably yeah. say that about fifty percent of the uh, comic book well, characters, and, and that would be true. Except for they they rode with this guy for way too long. Yeah. That's the other part yeah. of this. Like, the overratedness would be someone used him to gain favor in a storyline with other heroes and villains. I'm like him. You keep using him. It's bizarre. 
is yeah. our weirdness. All right, I promise to get to an overrated character next. Blake, time. you're number two. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start out saying. Oh, when, this it comes gonna be super, when it comes to super villains, you know, they don't need a redemption story. No oh Like, just stay a super villain. Oh, Ken said that. 100%. Uh, you know, uh, she, she's annoying and obnoxious. Yeah. Oh uh, I'm talking about the DC comic it. version. I love it. And I that's going to be Harley Quinn. Good for you. 100% agree. <laughs> I feel like I've heard this before. 100% agree. <laughs> what, what are your reasons? You're welcome to use my huh? words. Or, oh, I, 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 no, no, just no, listen. Honestly, he's, he's right. Uh, like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I right. love you're Margot right. Robbie. Don't get me wrong. She's a great actress. She's great. But, I mean, I think her character is pretty overrated. Uh, just all the way around from what I've seen. Cartoons, movie, I guess comics. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like she is overrated. I, I think she's a little over the top. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Well, I mean, in right. the over, the overall love. I mean, you're gonna go to reason why book convention. You're gonna see twenty. Yeah, and that's because of Margot people. Robbie, though. I, it's it's not even because of pre, Harley. Pre the Harley Quinn. Oh, the nineties, the nineties Batman right. the animated series Harley Quinn is an icon. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah I'm yeah. not saying that. But I'm saying, point, but who do you see? What Harley Quinn versions do you see dressed up when you? Oh go yeah, it's almost always the Margot Robbie or Comic Con monster. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So, Jared, you're number two. So, I'm going to continue. Well, maybe not continue, but I'm going to say a character that I don't think is also not a hero in their own story. Uh, and this comes from uh, from our childhood, really. And that is Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Okay. Uh, people put Ash on a pedestal, but honestly, he was just a kid that was trying to earn those badges. And he treated a lot of those. Could you I imagine? I feel like this is where Ben turns on you. Could you imagine? That's fine, Ben. Uh, could you imagine having a dog and you kept that dog in a ball until you decided you wanted him to fight other dogs? Even if you knew he was happy in there? Eh, are they? That's like Schrodinger's <laughs> cat. You're not in the ball with those animals. You don't know. And except for Pikachu, because they solely had Pikachu, so that way they could give him humanity. Because you knew in the writer's room, they're like, listen, we got a storyline. These, like... 14-year-old kids are going to go around throwing throwing balls at uh, animals in the woods or minding their own business, and then they're going to fight them, you know, in a, in a fighting pit to to win badges. And they're like, we can do that, but we got to make them seem like they're cool. All right, let's have a Pokemon friend, and that's basically Pikachu. But Ash, I mean, come on. Like, they just go around. How do they, how do they get money for food? They don't have jobs. Like, you're not making money off of Pokemon fights, are you? Like, I mean, maybe that's a part that they did not want to show you on TV. But, like, they just... What kind of what kind of society allows young... Because these are not adults. These are young kids. They, they just go out into the wilderness, camp out, constantly are getting accosted by uh, a gang of weirdos, and yet no, none of their parents are called. Nothing happens. Like, the parents are also villains in that storyline, for all I'm concerned. But yeah, Ash Ketchum is my number two because he's not even a hero at all, and everybody idolizes him. He is a he's a jerk to animals, just so, like just like Danny's yeah. hero from a couple of weeks ago is uh, Howard Hill. Howard Hill, yeah, it's great. Ash man. Ketchum is the Howard Hill of the Pokemon world. That's that's my hot take. And who's Howard Hill? Uh, Howard Hill. We don't have time yeah, for we'll him on this like segment that. today. Howard Hill is a legend and one of the most prominent and. Uh, uh, He's killed every animal in every continent. I know who Hank Hill is. Who's Howard Hill? <laughs> so I'll send you. I'll, I'll send I'll you, you a link. The, I'll give you the real short yeah, version. Yeah. Danny uh, put Green Arrow up on the list, and then he said that Green Arrow was a, a huge inspiration from the Howard Hill guy. Yeah, Howard Hill gave him his first longbow. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then he started telling okay. us about Howard Hill, and he was going, and Howard Hill's killed an animal on every continent. We go, this is a man you're idolizing. Like he killed an elephant with one arrow. Danny, Danny yeah. said it. He with, set a world record killing an elephant with one arrow. Danny 
said it with a shine in his eyes, like a little kid. This was the 19. He was. Ken, this was the 1950s. Ooh. Okay. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the old Robin Hood movie sure. where Robin Hood shoots an arrow through an arrow? Absolutely. That that very old like. <laughs> That was Howard Hill. He was the actor playing Robin hey, Hood. In hey that Blake, movie. do you remember that movie where Robin <laughs> hey. Hood murdered a bunch of animals? Yeah. Hey, he was a big a game hunter, movie? and he stood on the ground in Africa with a 124 pound longbow and dropped an, an African elephant before they were endangered. You know why they're endangered? Prior to them Howard being Hill endangered, hey. murdered one. And Ben's number two is Martian Manhunter. <clears throat> this is we're coming back to this later. Martian Manhunter okay. is really good. Ben's number two is Martian Manhunter. He said he's made out of this guy that's more powerful than Superman when he's not, when he's really not. He's made out to be this, be this guy, guy that's this more movie. powerful than Superman when he's really not, and he has all these awesome powers and never does anything all that cool. Yeah. He's really zen. Martian Manhunter is a very zen character. Sure. His, his uh, weakness gets overplayed so much. Like in the Justice Fire. League stuff, it's just like, this is happening. Batman's fighting, Superman's fighting. Odds are Martian Manhunter's on fire. Like, probably 75% of the time, Martian Manhunter's on fire. Yeah. You know? Hmm. And it, I think they just take him out of the fight because, uh, you know, when you're trying to write all these things, they just go, whatever, put fire. him there. Yeah. I think Justice League Unlimited is probably the best version of Mar Martian Manhunter. Well, it's good with everything, right? Yeah. I said, we all seem to enjoy it with boring storytelling and all the different characters and how they use them yeah. all. Yeah. Yes, I love Justice League Unlimited. It really good. It's so good. A really good uh, animated series. Yeah. That's the one with the storyline where the kids get powers and the powers kill them, and Batman has to sit with this little girl on a swing while she's talking about how she's going to die, and she has no idea. And yeah, she's like manipulating reality, and he's got to like convince her to stop or kill her. And then, yeah. Oh. Yep. That's that's in the feels right there. And you know what? Only Batman can go into a mind warping altered dimension reality and convince a little girl to do stuff and then murder. So I think my number two might be the hot, most hotly contested selection of the entire night. Really, that's a bold statement. Yeah, I feel pretty. I'm pretty confident Say in this. It. Say it. And, out loud. and I'm not doing it just for the shock value. I if promise. This is what I think it is. I'm gonna have to kill you. It's Han Solo. This is bullshit. I leave the this podcast. Is this is bullshit. I think Han Solo's not that great. Uh, he's he's fun in the movies. He he gives a lot of comic relief. That's what makes um, him great. Comic relief makes him great as a hero. Let me, let he's me... also a smuggler. And do you guys know what Han Solo smuggled? Spice. And do you know what spice is? Cumin and Space Kubrick. meth. It's space meth. He was literally poisoning the galaxy, the children of the galaxy, uh, before he joined the Rebel Army. You know what else now he helped do? He helped, he helped destroy the Death Star multiple times. No. Luke destroyed the Death Star. <laughs> Both times. You, you want to know why Han, Luke. Han, you know why Han was for, destroy, or for destroying the Death Star? Yeah. So they couldn't stop him from port, uh, smuggling his meth. I was thinking yeah. so, they, so they wouldn't keep coming after him. <clears throat> Han so. Solo's not a hero. Um, he happens to be in a story with heroes, and that's true. As, that's true. as we more of a hero than Han. Listen. As we learn from the new trilogy, when Leia pulled herself back onto the ship using the Force from space, Luke wasn't even in that much danger. Whenever Han saved him, he could have blown up, been in space, and pulled himself to his ship, and he'd have been fine. So Han really didn't save Luke. I am so uh, mad. Yeah, right I don't now. think. I, I mean, not... my rage burns so brightly right now. Uh, do you, do, well, I'm you just waiting for your run? argument can to you make the opposite. Castle running under 12 parsecs. No. Cool. 
You he, know how many he people smuggle can? drugs fast. You want to count them on your fingers? This One many. Man. This many. One man. One man. Yeah, he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Did you ever befriend <laughs> a uh, creature from a, a, a long-hated race of people and make him your co-pilot? I don't know. No? You're my friend. Okay, I, I, would, I, would, I would draw that argument. All right, touche. I mean, my only argument with that is, is I wouldn't consider Han Solo to be a hero of that either, but I think it's so much that people don't identify him as a hero. So yeah. Therefore, he's not an overrated hero. He is an anti-hero, which is pretty much a different thing. Yeah, as we know from uh, Force Awakens and uh, Rise of the Sith. Is that Rise of the... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Revenge matter. of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. No, uh, the, the, the seven and eight. What's what's eight called? Oh, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. It was, it's if whatever. Going, oh wait, no, seven and eight. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's it's uh, it's. I can't remember. It's Force Awakens. As we know so from Force terrible. Awakens, yeah. even after all of that heroism, That's how memorable they are. Thanks, Danny. You made Han me still became movies. a deadbeat dad on yeah. top of everything else. Left him. The Rise of Skywalker was. What nine? The last one. Yeah, the rise of nine. me leaving my seed halfway through that movie because it was <laughs> bad. But anyway, doesn't matter. So that's my number two. Who are we even uh, on? Oh my god, we're only on number two. Okay, number so. one. So I finally got the list correct. Atta boy. We started that. We thank you. We started the entire <laughs> podcast. I think talking about it. Uh, I am not a fan of redeeming characters. Sure. That need to stay in my opinion, historically important villains. And that's Venom. Okay. Yeah. The the overrated Mm. part is, or or the frustrating part is, I think Venom moved from a, what should have been a often, or a used over the decades, major Spider-Man villain, or major global villain, or major, um, you know, just... The feared in destruction and a carnage, if you will, and then they decided to what create or continue with the other symbiotes and and, and move him more into a anti-hero, dark Avenger, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, not a, not a big fan. Not a big fan. I would have liked it. Lethal more if protector. Yes, lethal oh, protector. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I I really didn't like that. I I think yeah. they did it as a joke, but it really yeah, didn't hit with me, and right. it also was just kind of like, eh, like you were forcing that too much. So I think that's my thing. Is, is I would love these this Venom in the MCU. So it, it's not so much that Venom is my problem; it's his role in the in, in comics. Venom is a badass villain. He is he is scary villain. You know, I, I'm really curious. Should be blood and guts. Yeah, like bad guy. I'm really curious in the movies, like how they're going to make him go that route, because they've made him try to be such a good protector, wanting to do good, you know, and all this. I mean, they've just really drilled that the past two movies. I'm going to say that I think probably he's going to meet Peter, and Venom is going to try to abandon Eddie to to be with Spider-Man as a superior host, and it's going to piss Eddie off, who's going to hate Peter. And then Venom's going to feel shunned, so he's going to hate Peter, so they're both going to be after him. And I don't imagine it's going to go more than one movie that we get this, right. but they're just going to generally not I, like each I honestly other. have to agree with you. I think that's about the only way, the way they have him going right now, that's about the only way they can take that route. So let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit, because it was kind of covered in the movie, but they sure. didn't really explain it. 
The reason why Eddie is the only one that can carry Venom without him dying, because you see it in the movie, he kills like four people trying to run their bodies. So in the comics, and I think they did this but just didn't explain it, in the comics, Eddie has cancer. He has thyroid cancer, and his thyroid produces whatever um, hormone that your thyroid produces. Something. Produces too much of it. Ben, look that up. And that's what Venom lives off of. And so he can run Eddie ragged and never die and never hurt him because he keeps his cancer at bay and Venom gets fed. Spider-Man also, because he has a healing factor, produces enough of whatever that is oh, wow. to keep Venom happy. So he's also a prime candidate for the Venom symbiote. But not everyone can wear the symbiote long term. Right. Um, sure. But so they kind of showed it in the movie, but they never explained it. Um, yeah. But that's what makes Spider-Man such a prime candidate for it, the Venom symbiote. If you had to say right now, percentage chance that Venom's in any part of No Way Home, what would you say? I'm going to say like 95%. I'm pretty so? sure he's in oh, there. In, in credits or the actual movie? The movie. I think he's in the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. So here's my thing. I would say 40. Yeah. So here's think, my thing. Yeah. We have all been talking about this. There aren't any Tom Holland villains from the MCU in the movie. this is going to be it. <clears throat> But Venom coming to the MCU and meeting Spider-Man for the first time in No Way Home would make him a foil to Spider-Man and the Tom Holland Spider-Man specifically. So, See, I'm kind of the opposite. I think it's going to be Vulture, and I think the other Sinister Six are going to break out Vulture and then be like, hey, we know you know who Spider-Man is, and that's going to be how he joins them. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. Or yeah. not. I just thought that up. Yeah. Blake, you're number one. The one and only. Yeah. Okay, Shut here we up. go. All right. Brie Larson. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't even say don't, don't even say the hero name. I'm not even gonna try to argue with yeah. you. <clears throat> I mean super overrated. I mean why, why, do I even really have to give an uh, why introduce a character on this? why introduce a character that late into the story of uh, of where they're going with right. endgame and, 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 and whatnot. And, and and just make her that important and powerful. Because what yeah. was her real contributions? You know, and then even anything. Yeah, and then he, like yeah, pretty much. But I mean, yeah. even after they introduce her, she still ain't around. I mean, why even introduce her at all? Right. If you're gonna have someone that powerful, you're just gonna have her yeah. like, oh, she's helping other planets. That fucking Pedro, I guess, doesn't work, huh? In kind of the go call back to Century with at least for the MCU Captain Marvel when we're thinking about like power level and she's supposed to be the most powerful she's going toe-to-toe with thanos she breaks the ship you know in end game she's really really powerful who are we putting up against her that you're going to believe has a chance you know so she's very overpowered where the suspense is like where do we have to go to make it you know have her do that i wish they would have made her less powerful but then had more of you know a fight in her like captive so that way we have kind of the moral compass going forward which i think it that's kind of what they were trying to make her be but now she just seems like an overpowered person that's like i don't need any help you know with the mcu going more cosmic with us getting the eternals with the celestials being a real problem and them showing up and us getting the deviants as well i think that we're gonna see a level of character that's powerful enough to challenge the the power level they set her at sure and maybe she'll Um, lose and die i mean yeah probably not probably not um I will say I that I am very disappointed in you, Blake, 
that you learned wow. nothing from Trevor Slattery at all. That you met a character you absolutely hated, had two appearances in the MCU prior to uh, Shang-Chi, and on his third iteration, we can't imagine the MCU without him. I didn't hate him. Who are you talking about? I didn't ben hate Trevor Slattery. Uh, Mandarin yeah. from Iron Man 3. Trevor Slattery. They Best went, comic relief to the MCU. They went... They, oh, I'll fight you. No, listen, I don't mean to be negative. Yeah. I, I think they just went a little bit too far with it in Mandarin. Like, just yes. give me like half of that in Mandarin. Yeah, with ben I agree. Slattery. But he was amazing. Yeah. Have you seen Shang-Chi yet? Oh, man. Yeah, so, he's hilarious in Shang-Chi. So great. I can't imagine the MCU without him. Yeah, I, I definitely oh, really? want to see more. Yeah, I, I definitely want more Trevor Slattery. Yeah. Yeah, so wait, what, what is your point Trevor bringing Slattery. that up? What are you trying to rag on I'm saying that we've only gotten... Captain Marvel in the MCU twice. It doesn't hurt me that I disappointed Three, you. Three That's all Shang-Chi. I've been my whole life to everybody. I know ah, it's a disappointment. So I'm it's fine, Cousin. Danny. I'm not disappointed in you as a person, oh. just in your short-sightedness when it comes to this character. Yeah. I think that we I... are going to see a challenge that's too big for Captain Marvel. I don't think she's just going to be show up, kick everybody's ass, and fly off screen. And I think that she's going to be a useful member of the Avengers going forward. We shall see. Yeah. And ho- hopefully Marvel's taking some notes and going, all right, cool, we, we can kind of change it. Because that has been something a lot of people have been right. saying. So. so, Jared, what's your number one? Do you want to know what my number one Let's is? Let's hear it. Listen, How about your number one, Jared? My number one comes from a magical place, uh, and that is the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Uh-oh. And the title character, oh boy. Harry Potter. One of the Mary most overrated heroes of all time. This guy... Wasn't even really the focus of the prophecy that gave him, you know, the stuff that, tur- you know, turned his life into what it was. It was just a prophecy that Voldemort decided, hey, I'll, I'll go kill this kid's parents, you know. So it's not like he wasn't the chosen one like Neo. He wasn't Luke Skywalker destined to be his father. I agree he just, with this guy. You know, it, the house was just closer than Neville Longbottoms, you know. That's all it really was. And this kid gets pulled for seven books by who should have been the book she should have been named after. It should have been Hermione Granger and her two dumb friends that don't know what, what to do in life. But, like, you know, he's not the best wizard. He's not the smartest. He doesn't take class seriously, you know. And he's spending all this time, you know, running around with his friends, and without them, he would have been dead after, like, the second movie, you know. It's like the the fact that everybody gave Harry so much props while ignoring the fact that like it was an ensemble for him to do anything like I could go even just goblet of fire that kid would have drowned if it hadn't been for uh you know the s- situations that happened to allow him to uh, survive what was it gillyweed was that yeah. what it was gillyweed uh, probably made him high too but so the thing you have to remember <laughs> and this is more about the novels than it is about the movies because sure. I don't think they really explain it very well in the movies the thing you have to remember is that Harry feels the same way you do. He never felt like he should have been able to accomplish any of the shit he did. Sure. And everyone who propped him up as a hero, he was like, no, I'm a scared teenager. This sucks. Like, why is this happening to me? And everybody's like, oh, he's Harry Potter, the boy who lived. He's here to save us all. And he's like, how? <laughs> like, what, what, what am I supposed to do? What a terrible thing to go in through life. Like, they call you the boy who lived, which is a direct reference to the fact that your parents got murdered right. on the same <laughs> night. You now have a scar that people want to see, which constantly reminds you every time yeah. you look in the mirror of the night your parents died. 
and then it just goes in a full circle. Like, what a bunch of dicks the Wizarding World is. And then you have Neville Longbottom, who has the exact same life story and fits the prophecy just as well as Harry, and gets treated as just just like comic relief, stupid character who never really gets to do anything, and nobody ever gives him any attention. And he grows up with his grandmother, who's just super overprotective, and he's so stupid. (laughs) What's what's the multiverse in where Neville Longbottom's the Harry Potter of his world? Who's who's this Hermione and uh, Ron? We, we assume Luna Luna Lovegood would maybe be the Hermione character. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd say that Ron and Hermione are his Ron and Hermione. He just didn't get to Not be in the, the spot. I mean, he really didn't start showing up until the later stuff, but that, that's a story for another time. That That's too much. But, yeah, Harry Potter is my number one over overrated heroes because he honestly uh, – you're very right. He honestly didn't want to be a hero, but he stumbled into a lot of su- his successes, like, he was he was not prepared for that stuff. So, I'm I'm waiting on Ben's number one to hit the uh, the chat, but I'll go ahead with my number one. I don't think mine's going to be contested at all. I think most people see this, but Superman is uh, the most overrated character in Superman. any form of media ever. Uh. He don't even you know the fact that Let not him. only is Superman uh, not the best version of superman honestly who's the best um, version i'd say invincible okay i love the mark grayson character yeah um and he's like the ultimate superman um <laughs> like the ultimate comics that's what i'm referring to like the the restart that was told better i don't think it's he's changed his mind on this it's okay <laughs> but superman no, no, i'm just listening this is what superman is a ripoff of characters that came before him. He's treated as the first superhero, but he's not. He is a direct ripoff of John Carter of Mars from the Princess of Mars book. Which is a great movie. All of his powers are, especially his beginning powers, are John Carter's powers. Um, He can jump really far because of the lower gravity on Earth, which is what happened with John Carter on Mars. And that made him strong because everything on the planet's lighter, so he could lift things. He could run faster. He could perform things that just people generally couldn't. Those are Superman's starting powers, and that's also the powers that John Carter had in the in the books. And they never even bothered to explain that they were ripping this off. They were just like, oh, great idea. We're going to use that. <laughs> you know? Like, it took years for them to come out and say, like, yeah, we, we copied John Carter. And that's and... really out there somewhere? That Yeah. What is it? Uh, Siegel and Schuster? Yeah. That, that makes sense because the book, the book. They read they, the book, yeah. and they were impressed by it and 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 that's not the only part of superman's origin or of his character that is stolen from other people his like um cub reporter detective like alter ego thing is from other characters that predate him as well like there's nothing really about superman that's original how do you feel about that kid so oh boy there there are communities (sighs) out there (laughs) there are flesh and blood people out there who I really care about, and, <laughs> and 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 you know, I think I might let this one just sit there. I think I'm gonna. I think, you, I, I think I'm just gonna can let I, this one sit there. Can I get a little insight in your mind? You don't have to say anything other than is it? Are you leaning really towards him, agreeing, or are you leaning the exact opposite direction? Oh, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaning the exact opposite direction. Okay, okay, no, no, no. but I, probably not in agreeance. Here would be here would be my take on the character. Um, it's oh, oh hard, it's hard to make him really interesting. 
Sure. And I'll leave it at that. One of the most boring. That, it really is. That's, that, that's where I live on, Actually, on a daily basis is God bless the next creative group that comes in that tries to make it yeah. work. Especially during the, It's hard to make it work. Especially during the golden age because you yeah. had – every time he had an issue, they just gave him another power. A new power. And it's like – like. So this is a common problem with Superman. And it only usually takes about five years in the comics. I've talked about this a multiple number of times, but we've restarted our show, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Superman's biggest problem is very – you just explained it. Every time he encounters a new problem that he can't conquer, they just throw a new ability his way. Now, this used to be in the, gold, uh, the Golden Age. He had like 700 different powers. I, that's, an, that's an overstatement, he but it was a lot. a lot of powers, yeah. It was a lot. He could do things. He could read minds, yeah. you know, because he was uh, alien smart. Um, he just, he it's had a. racist. Huh? It's kind of racist. Alien smart? Maybe. Racist? Hashtag. He just had. Aliens so his, matter too, man. His Kryptonian <laughs> biological makeup makes him smarter than a human sure he is just genetically predisposed to sure. be smarter than us yes, at that, least that, during the golden age no i think yeah i think that argument is out there that he's a <clears throat> i don't help have his god complex really but iterated as well as much fun as dc had writing all of these letting writers just come up with new abilities for him they very quickly painted themselves into a corner it was like well shit what does he do now and it wasn't just like what do we throw at superman but it didn't matter at a certain point what they threw at him because nobody cared. Sure. Because they knew he would discover a new ability or something and he would defeat the, the villain. So then we get this really initially after the Golden Age Superman. That's when we got Superboy where we got stories of him when he was younger and he didn't have all of the abilities to make him interesting again. And then we got what we consider the Silver Age Superman who actually ran alongside Superman at the same time. So at all at one time, DC was telling stories about a young Superman mm-hmm. and an old Superman because they aged him based on how long his story had been running. Mm-hmm. And he was older. And then the Silver Age Superman, who was Superman in his prime, telling all three of these stories at the same time to find ways to keep the character interesting. And they just muddied the waters even more to the point where they eventually did the Crisis on Infinite Earths and mm-hmm. they wiped out all of the stories that took place before and they reset Superman's power level, and they killed off every character who was from Krypton that wasn't Superman, which was Beppo the Super Monkey, Comet the Super Horse, uh, Crypto, Supergirl. Yeah. I think there was there was a – no, the monkey. This, But there was a bunch of characters that were all Kryptonian in nature that had come to Earth. They got rid of Superboy. They got rid of older Superman, and they kept Silver Age Superman. And that was our Superman going forward, and it's still our Superman to this That's day. That's the John Byrne story. Yeah. Um, and still our really, Superman really to this good. day. Really good. But again, they did all this, wiped out the comic line, killed off Barry Allen, made Wally the Flash, all in the effort of making their comics more interesting. And then another five years later, Superman is too powerful. There's too many different versions of characters. <laughs> like They just started like this cycle after that point of just taking Superman's powers away every time he got boring. Yeah. Yeah starting all over again that base level superman um and we talked about this with mike and ming at at comic-con that base level superman who can just kind of carry mountains but isn't the most powerful creature in the entire universe is fun he runs into characters that are stronger than him he has to use his own wits to get out of situations it's a good way to tell the story but it never fails that as soon as they turn the reins over to the next writer 
they start powering him up. They tell stories of him being too strong, too powerful, too many abilities, too unstoppable, and then he's boring again, and nobody wants to read him. And for this reason, and 40 years of this, we have made him, sadly, they have made him not the brand success that other characters are. When you start like Batman. Think, when you start <laughs> thinking of Batman and Spider-Man, yeah. Superman, I'm telling you, uh, whether it's because of the DC Warner Brothers hierarchy that can't leave directors alone to tell stories, for whatever reason, um, I don't think I don't think the next Superman movie, unless they're very very careful, is a good bet. No, and that's and I wouldn't have thirty years ago, you'd thirty five years ago, you'd laugh if someone said that. Sure, you know, if if you if, if you can brand any superhero movie back then, that was one of the three or four, and now, I don't know. So Ben's number one is Legolas. In the books, the movies made him so cool, but right. the book version, he's just an excited kid. <laughs> he was cool in the movies. He was cool in the movies. He was cool in the movies. Yeah. He was cool in the movies. He was cool in the movies. I mean, that's the reason they put him in The Hobbit, even though he's not in the books. Which is pitiful. Book. Pitiful, pitiful, pitiful. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> that, that, the Hobbit is not a long book. They had to shove a bunch of stuff. That wasn't right. It there. didn't need to be three movies. Yeah. Maybe two at best. But... That does it for us special. on top five. That is so good. Top five. So, Ken, we're getting a little late into the show, but before we <laughs> dig into Are You Done, yeah. um, I would like to talk about Cape Comic Con 2021. Sure. Um, a rousing success, I would say. It was. I, I couldn't be more pleased at the weekend, how it all came off, the support we got from just about every direction, and the future. Uh, looking forward, looking forward. I, I'm excited. Absolutely. Actually, I want to talk about the guests we talked to, but yep. first I gotta go grab something real quick. I'm yep. So, uh, are we amongst yourselves? Sorry, you know what he's grabbing. I'm feeling for Clint. What, what he's about to grab and show to our audience is. Don't explain. It. I'm not. I'm not. I have no idea what's going on right now. Let me let me guess real quick because yeah. I don't know. Um, it is a clear bowling ball with uh, a skull in it, a miniaturized arc reactor inside of it. No, no, I don't want to no. guess it because, but I don't want to downplay it or upplay it. It's or... things that we will hang up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Is it the... in frame? So if I if I guess it, is that going to ruin everything? No, no, Probably. no. Don't guess it. Don't guess yeah, it. We want to see it. Because I've got a fifth. 50 here, here's here's what we, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. You write this down on a piece of paper, and if you get it right, another gold star for the hat trick. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, don't don't come. We're yelling. Okay, got it. it. <laughs> Danny, hold up. It's written. Okay, it's written. But oh man, this this past weekend. Whew. Yeah. It was great. So how many people did you guys have come out? So we were north of three thousand. I want to be wow. very very careful before I start giving. Final. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm still not even at final numbers. Can you believe that? Oh That's wow. It's um, a lot of people to count though. I mean. Well, there's a lot of pre- in the read. There's a lot of presale tickets, right? A lot of presale tickets, et cetera, et cetera. So north of north of three thousand. Um, That's really good. We couldn't be happier. So we were very fortunate to get to meet some celebrities. You want to specify who we is? Blake and I. Okay. Blake and I were lucky enough to get to see some celebrities while we were at the con. Very cool. Um, we got to do some really fun interviews that are up on our Facebook page, and I'll be splitting the videos up and sharing them to comicallyinclined.com. Um, first off, we did get to meet Erin Cahill. The, she was space or time force? Time, time force. force. The time force pink ranger, and she signed 
love too comically inclined love aaron cahill isn't that sweet so she sweet. was such a nice lady we actually Super tried sweet. to get an interview with her She's she didn't busy. have time she's a very busy woman so, and, and if i could uh we only had her one day yeah contractually right. we had her for x amount of hours in the one day sure so she truly she's in the process of filming a new she's movie in i think right now filming yeah so guys i so. want everyone to know that was no. That oh was no, she, she was great. Oh no, she, she was super she nice. She didn't have twenty minutes to give you. Right. She actually I'm, I'm said no, no. There, we, we're not complaining at all. Cool. So. No, she no, actually no. she said, and I quote, "You have a really nice smile." And I said, "Thank you, Aaron. Such a nice lady." You know, it's funny. I had a really weird reaction to that since it was signed to comically inclined. I thought we were all equally in her eyes, and then her saying he had a nice smile. I got weirdly like just jealous him. of that situation. Just, I was like, screw just, you, Danny. I got a nice smile. So, just him. Mike Zapsik from the Comic Book Men was there. We oh. got to do a very long interview with them. They're yes. very nice guys. We're actually planning a trip to New Jersey to visit them. Yep. No contractual uh, time problems with them whatsoever. Right. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are great guys. But Mike said, too comically inclined, stay nerdy, best Mike. Oh, so nice, nicest fellow. This one's real genuine people. One of my favorites out of everything we got. So we got to we met Ming as well, um, Ming Chen, and he said to comically incline the best podcast ever. Now this man owns his own podcasting company, so yeah. I I feel like I that, have to take that. That's yeah. a legally binding uh, yeah, statement right it's, there. It's right there. Best best podcast thank ever. You. So that's thank you, Ming. His action figure. I was telling you about. He's got his own little action figure. Oh, okay. Um, we didn't get this signed. We probably should have, but Aaron was gone when I got it. But um, there was the print from CapeCon 2021. From the event. Pink up. From the event. Yes, it was. Oh, and that was in conjunction with St. Francis's Pink Up event. Correct. Oh, wow. Very cool. Uh, which is to bring breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so beautiful thing. Um, then we met Scott Ennis. We got an amazing interview with oh, Scott yeah. Ennis. He that did guy. like 20 minutes of uh, impersonation. He dropped two oh, exclusives wow. on our uh, interview. That's true. That he has not released to the public. He released on our podcast first ever. Yes, we had two yes. major comically inclined. He, wow. Uh, so Scott signed two comically inclined uh Scooby and Shaggy. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to read Danny it. Danny was getting down. emotional right there. That's all yeah. that was. Okay, so he signed his name, and he said, Too comically inclined, Scooby and Shaggy, Jared sucks. Did you really? So thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I wasn't at the Comic-Con. Yeah, no, Jared so wasn't at Comic-Con. That is also Scott a legally binding statement. We told, we told Scott hey, that, and he... This man could do a spot-on Stanley impression. Oh, really? it was so good. Yes, yes it was so, so good. good. So then we also met Jason Narvi, who's Skull from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and many other series after that. Actually has a PhD in uh, in acting and theater. Wow. Which was crazy. It's the first time I've interviewed a doctor. Another very cool uh, – he um, – a few years ago, he was looking for his next uh, – he, he – um, come on, Ken, talk. He works – in the uh, university, in, in, in universities, okay. teaching theater. Yeah, That's he's, a, where I was he's going. a professor. And pre- yeah, thank you, professor at the universities teaching theater. And he saw an opening at Southeast Missouri State four or five years ago. And he said, man, I really thought I was going to apply. And then I just didn't. And I thought, wouldn't that have been wild? That would wow. have been wild. <laughs> so anyway, he wrote, too comically inclined, Blake and Danny, all my love, Jared can kiss my ass. What is going on here? This is. This is, this is a, he didn't so, even spell my name right. There's no O in my name. So I, I know I shouldn't rank guests, 
and I shouldn't pick favorites. Oh, it's but, just between us. What, right, right, right. <laughs> and I hope a billion others. But what I will tell you is every guest has their place. Every every guest has their 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 positive stamp on the event. Sure. And he was the hidden gem. He was the didn't see it coming. Last there's a lot of last minute going on with Cape Comic Con 2021. Yeah. We had to we had to course correct crazy and and when he uh showed up in cape off the plane it was instant love like just amazing amazing man wow yes so what a great group and austin tyndall actually i got a i got a signature from him but it went to my wife so um he didn't say anything about jared i don't i don't know why. surprising really yeah 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 <laughs> That's fair. He must have been very understanding. I feel really sad. But Austin right Tindall now. was very nice too. I had a long conversation with him. He's a very nice gentleman. Yeah, that's why I didn't Indeed. say Jared sucks. That's Indeed. why. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. I, you know, it's been a long time since I've been been back to Comic Con. Either work or other things sure. just not allowed me to go. Do you remember it, your last one? I yeah, I do. Year it was, it was four years ago. I don't remember any of the guests. I did a quick walkthrough because that's how my no. my uh, whole Comic Con. I, I feel but. like. Um, the 10th anniversary is the one where some people say that was the last one I was at because I really wanted to see you know, John Wesley Shipper. Sure, yeah, yeah. But it's crazy to think how many of these people you guys have come through. Like, because I mean, you think as a casual person when it comes to Comic Con stuff, like I wouldn't expect for a local Comic Con to have that many people coming to, and that's really cool. Like, that's that's very exciting to see. I don't know how it grows the way it does, and I don't know. Sometimes, you know, there there are there are more guests on here than others. Sure. Uh, happenstance that somebody falls in your lap, you get a bigger budget. Who knows? But uh, this year, uh, we we lost one and gained two out of it. So that's wow. kind of the, where that extra number came from. That's probably exciting then, for future uh, stuff too. It is. It is. I, you know, it, it's a little daunting sometimes to to keep the momentum. But yeah, you know, well, you're doing a hell of a job. So yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> the con was phenomenal this year. Yeah, yeah. I heard great things. I loved it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you guys very much. It was, you know, it is a it is a a team effort, and everyone comes together, and it's probably, you know, I I, I brag about my kids, and and that's a, a normal human thing, um, but I don't know that professionally, I, I've ever really felt, or or bragged, or felt overly successful but there are times with this event where I feel like I'd love to tell you how, how I feel, how great it is. Sure. But I'm almost cautious not to sound like, yeah. yeah. You know. So I hope you guys had a great time. Yeah. We had an amazing Definitely. time. Wait, you, Thank you. You, you know, really I think probably the craziest part about that too, is the fact that there's so many people that come to this that may not identify with a lot of the things around this area, you know, because this is a special event. There's not a lot of, you know, stuff that a big city could offer you for events and things like that. So being able to cater and open this up so people can have a good time with like-minded people and be able to do that. That's a fantastic thing. And we, we got a chance to share it with not so much like-minded people. And that went really, really well with, uh, Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers. Okay. We, uh, I can safely say for the first time, maybe ever, and I really mean that, um, we, we, we catered to a group in large numbers that, that, that had never and, and really wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. Uh, and they showed up and they, I hope they had a good time and I hope they saw value in the, the event for the community. Sure. And they came from a long, they came from a long way. My, my favorite is the retired policeman that came from Cincinnati. 
Wow. Uh, but but it's, oh, he, well. and he's not the furthest by far. Yeah. There were people that drove further than that for sure. That's really cool. Um, Something to be proud of. So so, but they they, they all came um, to see a, 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 a some, more of a pop culture or somewhat of a, a different spin on Cape Comic Con than than the past fifteen years, and that's gotcha. when I got a chance to to bring those. Uh, television icons in and they yeah. really delivered uh that was a lot of fun very cool a lot of fun it's awesome i'm looking forward to anime con in april for sure anime con. i'm on it we uh we got a lot of work to do but it'll be here before we'll get through the holidays uh, i may even ent- uh i may even uh announce a third event in 2022 before wow. before that before the end of the year a third okay. event nice and, and we will certainly certainly do that and and look to to, to have our third, yeah. I'll call it annual, our, our third uh, Cape Anime uh, in April. So very, yeah, very exciting. Um, guests have guests have been announced, so we really don't have to worry about that. We just uh, just need to keep keep uh, keep building on the momentum and keep spreading the word. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and try to keep entertaining, keep entertaining people. Very so, cool. So who will be your guests for Anime Con? So um, we have had a. Uh, 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 a reach Johnny Young Bosch who not only was uh, a Power Ranger yep. but he has a, a Danny jump in a long list of uh, anime voice acting credits yes so most notably the re uh, mastering of Akira several years ago I think it's it might have been eight or nine years ago they did he voiced uh, Kanada in in that and that's probably one of his biggest voiceover roles because Akita is like one of the biggest anime of all time um, but yeah he's he's a prolific voice actor with uh, he's been in almost everything I mean he does um, a lot of like uh, Black Clover I think he's in um, uh, uh, look at me drawing a blank uh, My Hero Academia I think he does a voice in that he's 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 all over the place and and for him to have started out as just a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers actor and then moved into voice acting, and he's really come into his own as a voice actor yeah. within, um, you know, the world of anime. So, <clears throat> so he, he, you know, he he couldn't he couldn't honor. I I don't want to say the commitment. You, you know, when COVID hits, everything changes. Sure, everything gets put you know in, into a just a completely different tra- trajectory. And uh, if I remember the story right, because there's no no wrong answers here, no uh, there's no reason to be critical. I believe his son has asthma, and he just simply said, "I cannot." Sure. Um, and and I think everyone understood that. So, I just like with Austin St. John, felt like I owed it to those who were excited to come and who we announced that he was coming that I wasn't going to give up. He was he was coming to Cape for something at some point. Yeah. So, um, we we got him for anime in April, and then. Um, Mike McFarlane and Caitlin Glass. So we have three. They are the three guests in for the anime show in April. So I'm excited. Uh, they've been announced. Um, uh, I, I should also tell you, uh, tell everyone that um, I've got some contractual Mosquito. things to work out with uh, with Ms. Glass. But if if uh, I, I'm not saying she's not coming, she's been announced. Um, the ink's not dry, so I, I jumped the gun, and I apologized to her, and I apologized to her agent. So we're just trying to clear one last hurdle and get the ink dried and the contract signed 
and then I can be super, super, super official and put tickets on sale and all that sure. good stuff. Listen, awesome. You tell her I'll, I'll go on the date with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. She, she, that was okay, the one hurdle. Right? It, 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 listen, I, we got <sighs> lawyers arguing on both sides. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's we don't right. have to go through the red tape anymore. I'll just yeah, do it. All cool. right? Speaking fun. of going on a date with Jared, Jared and I have a date tonight. Jared, are you ready for our new segment? Yes, I'm ready for our new segment. Are you ready for our new segment? Yes. Heather, trigger our new segment. segment. (laughs) (laughs) There's some kinks in this one still. Oh, but it's What do you think of this music? So, welcome to Are You Done, our new segment. Uh, Jared came up with this, and the it's a simple idea. Sure. Um, I, you're not on camera, but do you want to explain it? So, the idea is basically what all my younger conversations were. You take two superheroes, and you pit them against each other, and you argue with your friends until you decide you don't want to be friends anymore. So, that's the basic concept. <laughs> Danny and I are going to pick. We already have our two superheroes I think the poll has been out for... Uh, Not, no, it goes days. up after this. Oh, did it go up? Okay, I thought we'd... After this. The poll will go up after this, so you guys can all choose mine and not Danny's. But we're going to argue <laughs> and let you guys decide who uh, who had the better argument. Right, so we're going to present our two sides of our argument, debate style. Then we're going to have a minute where we argue against each other, and then a 30-second rebuttal for each. So and then official. all of the fans of Comically Inclined get to choose who who's won the argument, essentially. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Ooh. Heather, whenever you are ready, we can trigger that counter. So, uh, I have the the chore of arguing Gladiator versus Sentry, and I have Gladiator. So, Gladiator is uh, mostly known for working for the Shi'ar Emperor, or Empress. Um, He is from a planet called Strontia, where he was a cadet um, and was made part of a super soldier program, which boosted his natural abilities. Now, the things you need to know about Gar- uh, Gladiator is that his name is Kal-Lark, which is actually intentionally a mix of Kal-El and Clark because he is literally Marvel Superman. Now, in his power set, the only weakness that Gladiator has is that if his self-confidence is damaged, he loses power. But as long as he's confident, and the more confident he becomes, the more powerful he becomes. His power set includes flight, super strength, cold vis- cold breath, heat vision, um, the ability to manipulate uh, molecules. Um, the uh, One of the great things about him is that he can fly a thousand times faster than the speed of light. He literally flew from Asgard to Earth in under a second. He can move a thousand times faster than the speed of light. That makes him faster than the Flash. The Flash, the most OP superhero of all time, cannot hold a candle to Guardian. Guardian was originally created as an analog for Superman. The uh, DC Universe wanted to create a Legion of Superheroes analog, and Guardian was their Superboy. So you can think of him as Superman for the Marvel Universe, but he actually has more powers. Um, He's actually even more powerful. So as long as he's confident, the more confident he gets, the more powerful he gets, just like the Hulk, and it's limitless. That was really good, Danny. Time is up. Yeah, I was born ready, bloodsucker. (laughs) One of my favorite ones. So... 
I don't I don't want to cheat, so I'll just, so I don't want to go up against uh, a superhero who has the same weakness as most nine year old girls with confidence. But you know, <laughs> I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. The Sentry, also known as Bob Reynolds, uh, is really uh, Marvel's Superman. You know, this guy has the power of a million exploding suns. I could go through a lot of his stuff, but I'd rather tell you the people that he's beaten. He's beaten Molecule Man, one of the most omnipotent characters in the Marvel universe. He has gone toe to toe with world war Hulk and fought him to a standstill when the rest of the Marvel universe could not do it. This guy has helped fought off Galactus before he is literally ripped Ares, the God of war in half, you know, that's, that's pretty nuts, right? Like, you don't just rip Ares, the God of war in half. And he has the ability to re-materialize uh, himself from basic mar- molecules as in his fight against the Molecule Man. So the dude literally can die and then come back and reshape himself. So basically, you know, he can't do it. So he also has upper power limits, just like the Gladiator, but not the, his only weakness is him getting angry or kind of schizophrenic, which can be a defense, but also... Come on, like let's be real. Like confidence level, you're not gonna beat Sentry. Like the dude, the dude's OP. So how many more do I got? All right, I got some more information about him. So, um, better make it quick. Ah! He's also beat Beta Ray Bill, uh, Thor, uh, basically, basically Thor. So that that's a thing. I don't really think I need any more information. I pretty much. I, my arguments are pretty solid. Like he's beaten a lot of the people. He okay. literally went back and told the writer Paul Jenkins time to write about him. No, I still got 15 seconds. What kind of character literally goes back into the real world and tells the guy that created him, "Create me," and this is why? And then pencils down. <laughs> One minute timer. Go. Okay, so it, I find it funny that you didn't bother to mention his greatest weakness, which is his mental health. If the sentry has a nervous breakdown, which is common for him, sure. he loses the ability to even act. His entire body shuts down. He cannot do anything. Okay. Okay, so we have two characters whose abilities are based on confidence. Because if the sentry's confident, then he's fine. But the second he starts to doubt himself, he's not fine. And I can tell you that he's running up against a character that is just as powerful as he is, the gladiator, who is extremely confident when he's facing humans, who he knows are weaker than he is. He is going to have his confidence at a maximum level. Do you get a full minute or 30 seconds? We both get it. We're sharing this minute. Oh, we're sharing this minute? Yeah, we're sharing this minute. Screw you, man. Listen. Listen, the Sentry is not a normal man. He is one of the most powerful Marvel characters out there. He is, he is Gladiator going to take know the that. shots, and he's going to give them back, and then your character, Gladiator's going to realize, wait, I still got five <laughs> seconds left. This is not fair. You got the people, Sentry better. Listen, I'm going to take a few seconds, because I didn't get equal treatment on okay, that. Okay, go ahead. Listen. It, the Sentry can take a beating. When World War Hulk isn't putting a dent into him, this guy literally took a nuke to the face, and it didn't hurt him. So it's not like Gladiator's going to be able to just harm him at all. Okay, that's, that's long it, enough. Because <laughs> I was getting somewhere. You guys know you have, that. You have 30 seconds coming up. Present your oh, argument. Oh, do I? Okay. That's, me first. Calm down. It's your, I'm, I'm so livid you right now. Last. You're batting cleanup. Got a lot of fire inside me. Yeah. Okay. So, shit, where was I going? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Burn that time up. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Danny? <laughs> so you were mentioning World War Hulk. You have to remember that the Sentry and Hulk are best friends. Sure. Hulk is the only person that the Sentry has ever considered to be his friend out of all of the heroes in the Marvel Universe. Sentry was not worried about beating the Hulk. He was doing it for him. So he remembers that they're friends. That's not a good example of his power, but I can tell you that the Guardian, uh, the Gladiator, historically has beaten so many Ooh, humans. You went over your time? Listen, listen. World War Hulk was not a pushover. He beat him back into Bruce Banner. You don't just do that with a love tap, right? You do that with you some don't, power. It's not your turn yet. You know that, right? I don't care anymore. Anarchy <laughs> mofos. <laughs> That argument I just said. (laughs) Listen, the Sentry, yeah, he has mental instability, but the dude is is one of the most powerful characters ever. He is going to be fine. He's not going to go crazy against this dude because most of his instability was in, you know, whether or not he was doing the right thing, whether or not he was too powerful, and whether or not he was trying to control the Void. Sentry without the Void, not worried about that. He's fine. He's not going to go crazy. He's going to beat the crap out of Gladiator, and then he's going to go home and have a cookie. That's all the time I need because I won. <laughs> so uh, we will repost this video or just yeah. this video to our Facebook with a poll um, where the fans can tell us who won the argument. Um, or tell me, you that I won the argument. Or Jared. Just just and, uh, Google it, guys. You'll see who the real winner is. Speaking I mean, from experience, the Century. You'll see that the they're yeah, functionally okay, let, the same this, since character. Since we've argued, let's ask our two, the, the two oh, other yeah. people here. How do you guys feel that Who do you think won the argument? Well, from three hours in, I can tell you the Century is the best and it's going yeah. to win. Well, that was, there was no other character his power level when we did that. Can uh, let, let him down I gently. I feel like there really isn't Let him either. down gently. So I, I think the Century is the most powerful of the two. <sighs> That's all he's got to say, you know? I really did a lot of research on this. He's not. Your your presentation was stellar. And, and you put up a great, a great argument. Tell, tell me this: Who? How did y'all get to pick these? Did y'all flip a quarter? Did y'all do rock paper scissors? No, nah, we just said it. Oh, so he picked the one that he thought. Yeah, he, he knew picked was yeah. the strongest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Most and, and he was, he was like, "I'll let you do the century, don't you?" And I need you to remember, I was here for the superhero draft. I know right. how bullshit the century winning was. Right. I think we should do this since since Ken is here tonight. I think Ken should pick the next, next week's two. argument. Yeah. Oh, pick two superheroes, Ken. Give that. give oh, yeah. me like you know like dark side and he can have green arrow or something. We'll <laughs> right, right, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's do Nova and Green Lantern. I called Nova. I accept your challenge, sir. Okay. <laughs> I think we should also pick our top five for next week. Right now. Oh boy, Ken, you want to do top five for next no, week? No, 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 Ken, no, doesn't, no. Ken doesn't have to pick. The I top didn't five. understand really what uh, overrated meant, so no, keep me out of it. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, I want to, let's do the, and Ben's right. Five. Hyperion is also Marvel Superman. Sentry, Sentry, Gladiator, the crap out of Hyperion and, Hyperion and Gladiator are, at the same time are all go, the same characters. You can character. go with Samaritan over in the Astro City universe and you yeah. can go with a hundred characters. Top five favorite Supreme. female superheroes. Top five favorite female superheroes. I know who won't be on Blake's list. Yeah. <laughs> Rhea who? <laughs> okay, so next week uh, in Kleiners, it is top five favorite female superheroes, and I challenge you to say that three times fast. Um, but I think that's about us for the night, guys. We uh, we ran it a, a lot long um, because we were setting up the new studio, which I think it 
It looks good. It looks the same to you guys because uh, the green screen backgrounds. But uh, what's behind me? Way more convenient setup. Yeah, and uh, no, a lot no, easier to shoot. Musically inclined looked different this week. It did. It the did. musically inclined yeah. banner. Who's our guest next week? Uh, next week will be Hard Lover. Hard Lover. Yep. So you didn't tell me I was singing. Ha. <laughs> uh, they'll be on next week performing live for us. Um, and then and we'll have Blake and Jared's duet. Yeah, and then Blake and Jared's duet with along with our uh, "Are You Done" featuring uh, Nova and Green Lantern and Make Mine Marvel will be back and next an week. all new Make Mine Marvel next week. Um, but for Comically Inclined, I'm Danny, and we'll see you guys later. Thanks. Mm-hmm.